So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. This is our annual big crossover hype episode brought to you by a bunch of people who didn't get a media invite this year. Remember, kids, fan culture is overrated, and it's all about that sweet influencer cash and culture now. A crying video of someone seeing Eddie Munson will be on your feeds very soon. But for now, thanks for schlucking it up with us talking on the old school form of podcast. Uh, but before we can get started, I want to go ahead and introduce my right hand man. What's going on, Matt? Not much. Hello, everybody. Dude, this is a big one. There's a lot of pressure. This is like the this is the big show that we've got to put on nowadays. I uh, see. This is it's less pressure because there's more people. And then when the everything doesn't come to line the way people are expecting, I've got at least seven other people to blame other than just you this time. Uh, well, look, that makes me feel better. The pressure is off me. I oh, never take your criticism. I didn't even to think heart of that. Anyway. Shoot, that backfired. Okay. <laughs> You're giving me an out. You're giving me too much of an out. But well, it's a season of giving. There you go. Yeah. Like I said, Matt, this is our big episode. I think we've done this for the last three years where we've done the big aggregated list where I have pretty much, you know, all of our friends in the podcast sphere submit their ranking list on a scale from one to 10, what they're most hyped to what they're least hyped. That way we can kind of get an idea of what is the HHN podcast community's hype list? I just think it's really fun to get, you know, kind of that perspective as far as, okay, which one of these am I more in line with? Who am I not in line with? Who do I get to make fun of for the rest of the event? It's always a good time. I've really come to enjoy this because there's inevitably something changes because of someone's like really good argument about for or against something. So I, 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 Submitted my list knowing full well this is not going to be my final one going into the event in a couple of nights. So I'm 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 pretty excited. This is always fun. There is too much arithmetic for me to recalculate though. <laughs> so if any of you change your mind, I know it's basic mathematics. I'm not going to do it. You've said your piece. Uh, there's just there's just no way this is going to happen. But Matt, I want to go ahead and introduce the lovely roundtable we have joining us yes, tonight. Please I'll do. go ahead. And I'll go ahead and list them off. We have uh, people from HHN 365. We have the RIP tour. We have Fear and Beer. And of course, some of our favorite YouTubers over with Cathoid Coaster. So I'll just go in that order. Hey, Duff, Jess from HHN 365. It is so nice to hear from you again. That's a pleasure. We, we just never talk. So Who hearing you? your voices. I, I've never been here. What is this? Is this Jess, are you... Jess, are you still digesting that anchor from last year? Did you get it through your system? All right, listen. <laughs> I digested it, but to be fair, it still didn't finish on my number one. I know. I, I feel that. I feel that. Right. Yeah. Conversation. But I did eat the anchor. 
I will say I am ready to fight anyone tonight over anything, even Duff, because he has some opinions I don't agree on. You always fight. I like it. That's fair. I'll fight you. Right. Is the anchor a year ago at this point? Yeah. The anchor was a year oh ago. It's like yeah. three months ago. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm finally anchor eater anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It's I'm kind of insane. Too fast. I can't yeah. believe, you know, I feel like just three months ago we were at Beetlejuice day. And here we you're are. You're not kidding. Yeah. yeah, you're not kidding. Um, <laughs> so we'll talk about some of those wild opinions because you guys are all over the place, even amongst yourselves. Like normally the podcasts were kind of, you know, one to one with each other. The hype list, they were different. You guys were all over the place. You guys clearly don't care. And uh, you're ready to have a Lord of the Fly situation <laughs> oh, in a moment. We enjoy not liking each other. That's the fun oh, part yeah. of the show. That's the whole point. Uh, yeah, we're for sure. But I'll fight any of them at any point. And I will say part of the fun of this episode is even though just for trying to keep this all neat and tidy and not make it a four hour podcast, even though I know some of you would listen to that, um, we've only taken two of the co-hosts from the show, but everybody from their respective show did get to vote in this. So uh, we also got some opinions from Jonathan and Mike. They escaped my wrath, but they did count towards the final tally. And once again, that goes for all of the shows here as well. All right, so next up, I do want to go ahead and introduce my friends from the RIP tour, Ash and Tim. How's it going, guys? Hello, hello. How are you? Thank you for the uh, for the invite again. Of course, we've got to do this. Like it's a, it's a big. I, I think like didn't all this start with helping haunts? You guys were one of the first ones to kind of jump at that, and I've always appreciated. That. Yeah. Yep. That was yeah. Man, how long ago was that now? Twenty twenty six months ago, right? That's what it feels yeah. like. That's right. what it, it really yeah. does. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, Ash, you did message me and you were like, hey, after listening to this the other day, can I go ahead and double my points for one? And I just want to say publicly, no, I did not recount your points. You, we, we are not playing by multiplier rules here. Oh, it was, it was worth a shot. I wanted to see if I could get the extra point up there. But no, thank you so much for having us on again. You know, it's like a routine now um, every year doing this. So we appreciate that. And yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to argue, fight my corner. And I'm just so hyped for this year. So it's, it's going to be a good episode. Oh, man. We always talk about how hyped we are for a year. But come on, when are we not? Like yeah. going in every single year. I think last year we built ourselves up, not to a fault, but just like, critical mass right like we had an oppenheimer situation on our hands with traditional halloween and all that yeah 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 all right and then next up would be our other podcast brethren i want to go ahead and introduce nick and jamie from the fear and beer podcast hello everybody is ready to fight tonight and we are probably going to be the ones with our backs against the wall but i'm used to that because i remember hunter sent a nice little nice little picture last year of godzilla with a sniper aiming towards my window because of my (laughs) universal monsters take i will never forget yeah you know i forgot about that however i am I, I, I'm going to find it. I will send it to you before the end of this conversation, which means I'm one sure. of you are going yeah, one of you are going to be the unlucky one where I completely zone out and just don't pay attention to what you're saying. So I can find this <laughs> Godzilla picture for Nick, but it, it'll be worth it. I, I promise. It's, keep that thing just ready and ready to rip. Just yeah. put that in the chamber. <laughs> and Jamie, I just want to say thank you for being here tonight. I know that um, you recently, well, not recently, but recently enough in the the grand scheme of things, in the last year, you've made your full-time debut on Fear and Beer. So just thanks for making time for us tonight. 
Yeah, thanks for inviting me too. This is exciting. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I can't lie. <laughs> oh, you've listened to the other ones. Hopefully, <laughs> are you prepared? I am a little prepared. I prepared okay. myself. I did. Can, I think I'll be. I you think can I'll only be, okay. be so prepared, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then finally, like I said, kind of the outsiders, which is not you know the podcast YouTube uh, beef. It it spans generations. It is our Blizzrock versus Pyrock dueling dragon situation, but we love them anyways. Of course, I am talking about Dakota and Lauren from the Cathoid Coaster YouTube channel slash online personalities. How's this going, guys? Uh, I'm I'm here to knuckle up, uh, you know, ready to ready to throw hands. <laughs> uh, I don't like confrontation, but I'm still excited. I know you are. <laughs> you guys had some fun lists too. I remember Dakota was like, "Oh, here's Lauren's list." Um, you know what? This has gone through multiple iterations. This is the one that's going to the episode. Who knows what it'll be the day after? But this is what you're going to get. And I said. Uh, I, I believe the exact quote that I sent Dakota was, oh shit, things just got very interesting. So that's that's the energy I'm approaching the Cathoid Coaster side of things tonight, Lauren. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been flipping and flopping all over the place for several weeks now, so. <laughs> I know that's right. So like I said at the top, what we've done is uh, this is the big aggregate hypeless show. We've given everything a, a numerical ranking from one to 10, one being the highest scored. So in the case of um, with the houses, say, for instance, if you were to put uh, the Exorcist Believer in your number one hype spot, you're going to give it 10 points. Uh, if you were to put Dueling Dragons in the number one spot, or excuse me, the number 10 spot, it's going to get one point. So I've combined everybody's scores together to get this ultimate hype list. Of course, I've only had five with Scare Zones, but the point is, and we didn't even review shows this time. Come on. There was no reason for us to do that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this year's edition of the HHN Hype List. Okay, so before we get started, I just want to start off how we normally do and talk a little bit about kind of how we're feeling about the event. Like I said, it's always kind of a running gag because we're always like, hey, I am so excited for this year. Aren't you hyped? This is probably the most hyped. This is the best lineup that I think they've ever done. We do it every single year. It's on the podcast. It's on review night. You hear it every single year. It, it is what it is. But regardless of that, Matt, how are you feeling about 31? How are you approaching the event having kind of two, I don't even want to say divisive, but two years where we've had you know, kind of up and down feelings on it. How are you going into 31? Well, I always go in excited, like you said, but I'd say moreover, the lineup is great. Don't get me wrong. The line, at least on paper is great. You never know until you get there. There's, geez, I, more than half the houses. I just cannot wait to see how they pull off. But I like one of my, one of my, Six tweets that I now tweet. I'm sorry, my exes, whatever these are called now, that I do a year was a retweet of the Odd Fellow stuff, and that's something I've been waiting for for literally decades. That alone, just being able to see the inclusion and I don't want to say evolution. That's not the right word. The expansion, I guess, of him after all this time is like the thing I'm most excited about, which makes this year a little different than the past few years, especially since like the post 
HHN light years if you want to find a marker. So it's it's a different feeling than it's been in the past few years, mainly so, because of that. And I I I mean I I am you 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 you've known all week. I've not done a lick of work. I just text you things all day telling you I'm trying to burn time till Friday. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. So yeah. you and I constantly going back. I'm laid up. I'm like the guy in misery, unfortunately. And you are over my bed like Kathy Bates. And <laughs> right. it's you know, art images and memes and music tracks. It's great. Um, I'm glad that you had a good time at the show the other night. But you brought oh, yeah. up something. You brought up something very interesting. And I, I don't want to pick on her, but I'm, I'm posing the question to her because I think this is a good spot to kick off because you brought up Dr. Oddfellow and Jess. You know, you are an HHN old timer at this point. You've gone for several years, but this has a a certain feeling. I, I can imagine from listening to three sixty five, like you're finally getting quote unquote your icon. Like this is this is your time, and I just how are you feeling about that? Or how stoked are you? Because I know you are. Oh, I mean, uh, like I we all have like our icon, but like for us newbies who have been going in the last five years, like we didn't get to experience the first time of Jack, the director, or like anyone who's been going for, you know, 10 years plus. So this is our icon and he's being retconned into the whole event. So like we kind of won. I'm sorry. I know. Like I wish I had been going forever and ever and seen all these old houses, but like, I'm so excited. I'm excited to see how he's, you know, intertwined in everything kind of like finding him in all these like kind of hidden places in the zones and everything. It's just, I'm like giddy about it. I love the icons. I, I always will. And we're getting a new one and he's ours. Now, Ash, one thing I know about you is that you love HHN 21. You will talk to anybody pretty much for days about your love of HHN 21. And people have kind of been talking about, including yourselves, there's a little bit of a, an aura of HHN 21, a little bit of that sparkle in the air, a little bit of that magic how are you feeling about that? Like the odd fellow lady luck, not comparison, but kind of integration into the event. Is that kind of getting you maybe even a little bit more excited than you normally would be? How are you sitting on that? Yeah, I think and just kind of piggybacking as well of what Jess said. I mean, just odd fellow intertwined into everything, just like Lady Luck was, without Lady Luck being classed as a I mean, she was an icon, but she was classed as more of a I got like a B-roll for most people. People look at her like a lost icon, which is very similar to this year as well. You know, odd fellow, uh, but he has a maze this year. So yeah, very, it does have, it does have a uh, flavors from 21. I can absolutely see that. And I'm just loving the whole intertwined storyline for the scare zone specifically. So yeah, really, really looking forward to this. Now, Tim, part of that, uh, part of this year's lineup is we are seeing the return of some major IPs that, not to spoil the list, but I know you are very excited for. I mean, we've got yes. Stranger Things, we've got Last of Us, um, Exorcist is, is back and with a different interpretation. Of course, the monsters. This is, I mean, the lineup, at least from the IP, I know we love our originals, but I feel like this year, the IPs are getting even more of a boost than they normally do. Totally agree. Uh, this year's lineup, head to toe, just fantastic for originals and IPs. Um, you know, the only one I have I'm a little questionable about is Chucky, but that's okay. Um, but all the other ones, like the, you know how you know how I'm going to scream about The Last of Us because I know I'm sure some people are not going to have that high. 
I, uh, yeah, we, we're not going to, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe I will bring up numerical rankings. Like, please don't piss me off. I will hold it against you. Um, however, yes, you're totally right. And the only reason I didn't even bring up Chucky is because Chucky is a very divisive figure. Uh, Duff, we've been talking for years about Chucky showing up on merch. He shouldn't be. He's been showing up with interactive photo ops. However, you know, I called into you guys and I swear to God, I had no idea what this house was going to be. But um, I called into you guys voicemail a couple of months ago. And I was like, hey, I would do Chucky taking over Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. And the sons of bitches, like, they did that. And it's it still kind of creeps me out a little bit. I, I think they owe you just a little bit of commission on that, to be fair. I feel like they already had an idea. I feel like it was already set in stone, but I just, I'm so glad that somebody understood kind of my feelings on the character. Yeah, no, I think honestly, um, if you, you obviously listen to us and I talk to you outside of that, I think my Chucky hype has gone up because of the utilization of the character and how meta and just having him there, like Chucky is actually at the event doing this rather than just like, here's the series. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that the series is all over the place. I know Matt really enjoyed it. Um, I know a couple of other people did as well, but that was kind of my fear personally was, Hey, you know, I don't really want to see a book report of the series. I don't understand how that's going to translate. This seems like a very interesting take and we don't have to wait too long to find out how that's going to work. But, uh, Dakota, my question for you, and perhaps the most important question of the night, you going to buy that $50 popcorn bucket. Is that your jam? I don't think I saw the popcorn bucket yet, actually. Oh, my God. It's like voice and motion activated. It's like a whole animatronic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. No. No. Fiance has a pump a popcorn bucket addiction. So <laughs> that isn't actually my question for you, by the way. I just I just want to everyone else gets these incredibly in-depth questions. And Dakota, are you going to buy that popcorn bucket? <laughs> no. Like, um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> d- Dakota, one of the things we haven't talked about so far is just the scare zones that are going to be featured at the event. And what's interesting is the icon incorporation into each one of those. How are we feeling about the scare zones in general this year? Um, You know, I love the icon incorporation, and I feel like we got a taste of that last year. Um, In a way, this feels very like, I don't know, like Terra Cruentis almost, or like, I don't know, just like, especially with the way the podcasts the podcast episodes have kind of been hyping a lot of it up and like working in odd fellows incorporation i think is really interesting but um as far as like the the zones themselves uh there's like three that i'm like very hyped for and then there's like two that i'm like well i guess we'll see (laughs) yeah i totally feel that I want to take a step back real quick because, you know, when I mentioned the IPs, of course, I brought up the triumphant return, as is expected at this point, of the Universal Monsters, which with Universal Monsters Unmasked. We've got Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. We've got the Invisible Man. It's going to be great. There's other characters, but I don't need to blow your heads off. Jamie, not to blow your cover, but I know you love some Universal Monsters, so like <laughs> I do. H- how are you from a concept level between, you know, we had the big compilation in 2019 and then we've had these individual versus stories the last couple years. Where is this one kind of sitting before you get a chance to see it? Where's this the idea of it sitting for you in your Universal Monsters lineup? 
honestly, compared to some of the other ones I've done, I think I like the more combination houses versus the compared to the versus houses themselves. I <laughs> talked about it in the other episodes that we've done too, but I just, I really think this one's probably going to be my favorite iteration that we've seen of monsters. I think the setting is going to be gorgeous. I like the different incorporation of monsters that we don't get to see as often. And I'm excited to see what role they play in the house and how big of a part they have in it. And I just really hyped up for it actually. <laughs> Yeah, I 100% feel that. And Lauren, I wanted mm-hmm. to pose to you. Um, so on the other IP that I, I we have to talk about specifically, and we will when we're doing our rankings, but I know you're a big Stranger Things fan. So Stranger Things, this is a big get because I feel like a lot of us kind of thought Stranger Things was out after two and three and then kind of that that break that we had with Hill House, which, you know, made sense. You know, they got to go and make the new Stranger Things. But we kind of figured the Netflix relationship was, you know, discontinued in a lot of ways. And this was kind of a big surprise. I remember that this was kind of one of those rumors that pretty much all of us collectively were like, I don't know, maybe not, but it is here. And I know you're excited for it. So what are your hopes for Stranger Things in comparison to the last two houses? Um, well, the first house was amazing. Uh, I, I really, if they kind of keep with that, uh, how that went, then this is going to be great. Uh, the last house, uh, you know, had some issues, but I'm still very excited for this house. I think that this has been my favorite season of Stranger Things yet. So I am really excited to see what Universal does and how they, um, put this, um, in the house. I'm really hoping for some cool transitions between the upside down and, um, and Hawkins. Uh, So I I really am just excited to see what they do with this. And I think that's like kind of the difference. I, I mean, you can tell me if you disagree or not, but when I'm thinking of the difference between the two stranger things houses that we've had a chance to see, the first one really felt like you being, within Hawkins, Indiana and the, the upside down, right? Like it puts you within that environment. Meanwhile, Stranger Things 2 and 3, God bless them, it felt like I was walking through a soundstage at Universal Studios Florida in a lot of ways. Is, is that kind of how you feel about that or is that just me? <laughs> yeah, it just, it felt very sparse with like actors in it. And so it just felt like you were just walking through rooms that were pretty and had sets and you were just walking through the environment. So... Hopefully they'll have more actors and scares in the house that will um, make you feel like you're in the in the environment. And then I want to bring up finally, as our resident Yeti, Nick, uh, you are all over the Yeti train for the last couple years, and I know that's continuing this year. Come on, tell me all about Yeti. Tell me why there's there's no yeti fatigue for as i believe jess coined it from 365 recently yeti fatigue which is a beautiful terminology i posted the other day you know kind of a a joke where i'm like the hhn community is the the one place you can say a term like yeti fatigue without getting looked at in a weird way but this isn't even to you know uh make fun of the yetis or anything like that but I know that you really like these creatures. What are your hopes for this house? And why are you uh, not kind of worn out on it like a lot of people are? Yeah, I mean, the Yeti train's rolling and either get on or get off the rails. But this thing is just, it's not as much the character for me. It's more the setting that I've kind of preemptively fell in love with. The whole campground setting. It's something that 
I, I've said before, but similar to how Dead Man's Pier kind of hit home for me, being that New England fishing town style thing, the campground vibe hits pretty home for me. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily, I mean, I, I do love, I do love my Yetis. They are fun little creatures, but you and nature, man. I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's the, I think it's the environment that's really drawing me to this one this year. I just, I'm not completely tired of them yet. I mean, it's been since, you know, Yukon, which has been a little bit of a years at this point. And we had the, the little preview of him or where he's been lately. He's been locked up in hell block. So it's, it's fine. I, I'm again, more setting and atmosphere. That's really getting me hyped up for this house. And I just, it's the campy vibe. That's kind of my shtick. I like that vibe. I'm very open with how creative these kills get to be. And I'm excited to see what they can bring from this thing and really just kind of keep on yeti and on. That's awesome. And in fact, I think I even heard like a woo because you, the nature boy, my man. Oh you're, yeah. You're oh yeah. Clap, clap, yeah. Ric Flair. Woo baby. That's right. That's right. You got your own 2K a couple years back. It was expensive <laughs> as hell. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk. Let's actually dive in to the hype list now. We're, of course, going to talk about scare zones first because this is where people spend a lot of time uh, during their event. And while I think that the houses are kind of the crown jewels, it's what we're, we're really, really excited to talk about. We've also got an incredible house, or excuse me, uh, scare, uh, apparently not. Um, <laughs> we've got a really exciting scare zone lineup. So let's go ahead and hit number five, because I think to the surprise of no one, except for maybe Tim... <laughs> collections of horror is in that uh number five spot right now so yeah tim you had this the highest you've got a lot of hope for this zone you you are willing to say uh avenue of the stars it don't matter to me and i appreciate that yeah, I, I'm hoping that it's going to be because, you know, we, I, we were just over there and looking like where the sets are. It's kind of pushed in to the right, like when you're walking in, like as you're like heading toward Hollywood there. So I'm not really sure how that's going to work. But yes, I have this high because the other two that I have super low and I know people are going to fight about it um, is because of location. I, I don't think that. this is I, I don't think this is going to be a bad location this year. All right. All right. I appreciate it. I mean, I am one of those people where I feel like an arcade is, is the real zone that connected with me during my time at HHN. And I, I think you guys are very fond of that one over on RIP as well. Right. Uh, Gary is. Yeah, we, we really enjoyed that zone. I mean, Gary, Gary in particular, I think that's his favorite yeah. zone there in a long time. He loved just spending hours there just shooting all night. Awesome. Yeah. But for most of you here, uh, I, I won't go through all of you. There were a lot of there were a lot of one pointers, including from me and Matt. Matt, I think your actual note when you submitted this was location, 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 which That's is funny. exactly what it was. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Tim's That's why I'm, I'm, just I'm, now. <laughs> I'm rooting for what Tim is saying. I would love to see this area rethought out and done better than it's been the past few years. So I'm hoping he's right. I really am. Yeah, completely. Collections of Heart, it is interesting, though, because it is that big entrance, even though the icon is, you know, more or less incorporated through all these zones, we don't quite know what that's going to be yet. It could be a really good, you know, just kind of appetizer. And sometimes the appetizer 
if you're like me and you love mozzarella sticks, sometimes that's better than the entree, baby. Um, let's go ahead and go into the next zone because this one did surprise me. Kind of. I, I felt this one could kind of go back and forth, but it wasn't even really much of a fight. The next zone after it scored 20 points higher. So a lot of people are looking at this one because of location, 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 Matt. Um, I actually want to pose this one over to uh, Duff. Duff, Shipyard. You, uh, when it comes to Shipyard 32, Horrors Unhinged, uh, not very excited for this one. Is it because of the location or is it the theming? It's 90% because of the location. Um, yeah. So the, the, the two already mentioned locations always end four or five because of the location. Um, this one specifically, I do it. I do enjoy what I've seen physically, right? Like that crane, that broken box. Uh, a lot of it looks cool. I think it's just going to have the same issues that it does every year. Um, where even like in a year where a lot of people loved Hellbilly Deluxe, right? Wasn't my jam because it was never fun to actually walk through. And it, you couldn't just stop and take it in. And uh, until I see a San Francisco zone prove that wrong, it's always going to go lower on my hype list. Dakota and Lauren, uh, you guys also had this very low on your list. In fact, I think this was the lowest thing on your list. Is it location? Is it theme? What is it for you guys? I am a defender of uh, the two least popular locations for scare zones. And that, <laughs> I don't know, I, I like to let theme speak for itself. So it's theme, it's it's boxes and, and repeat characters. I, I just don't care. Yeah, it's definitely the theme for me as well. Like the location, I've definitely had fun in scare zones in that area before. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just not super thrilled for the theme of it this year. Uh, Jamie, as someone who also had this really low, what is what is it for you? And also, what was your favorite zone that you've had in this area recently? And what do you kind of what do you wish was incorporated? You know, maybe not one-to-one if it was say invasion, you don't want to see invasion again, but like, what was it in comparison to the previous zones that could have lifted this one a little bit more for you? I feel like with this scare zone, it's not so much the uh, location for me, but more so the theming with shipyard. I feel like I do like combination scare zones and collection scare zones and stuff like that. But I feel like the appeal that this one has been giving me, just wasn't in the right spot for me. I really enjoyed when they had Crypt TV here and I feel like they utilized it in more spots, but only in the sense that they had so many different set pieces following different stories that Crypt TV had. I know it wasn't amongst the fans as popular, but I really enjoyed it as someone who's watched the different shorts and stuff like that. So I feel like maybe even though I'm not as hyped for Shipyard, hopefully now that they have it spread out a little bit more and a couple different props and whatnot, that it might be a little bit better, but personally, it's not really too high on my hype list either. So, understood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um for me personally, I actually had it in that number two spot, so I get it. Really? But on the other hand, yeah, yeah, or excuse mm-hmm. me, I had it with two points. I had it in the same spot, pretty much. You okay. guys did. Um, what I meant to say is, Matt, Matt, this is your most anticipated though. You're excited mm-hmm. for this San Fran zone. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with um, the past. One, it gives me Dead Man's Wharf vibes. And two, even though I heard someone slam Hellbilly Deluxe rather unfairly, my favorite place of all time. I was gonna, you made, but that's you made okay. your hype list at the concert, <laughs> so, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was sitting there. Rob Zombie was playing one of those songs from his second <laughs> Hellbilly Deluxe album I don't care for. And it's like when I write my hype list right now. 
Yeah, it's it's I've I've I, I see I, I can't I, was, I almost said I've always liked scare zones there that is so not true but I think the combination of of things that I've liked there in the past kind of making me the name of this makes me think of that that's what led that's what made it it was a hard decision that's what made me put that one ahead of the other ones and I honestly don't know if that's going to be the right decision and I won't know for a while but that's where it's coming from it's it's really coming from I had good experiences in the past. Some things they're talking about reminds me of things in the past. This on paper right now looks good to me. Yeah, I feel that. I want to go ahead. You know, we were joking about nature boys and and nature and everything like that. I want to I want to form a bond with my my jungle brethren here because uh, hey, guess what, Nick and Duff, I am right there with you because next up is Jungle of Doom. Come on. Like, we are all the most excited for this. And uh, Duff, I think Jess called you a jungle kid the other day as far as... Kid, yeah, that's Yeah, you were were Mowgli. Um, So yeah, you're doing great. But I know you're very excited for Jungle of Doom Expedition Horror. I actually now wear a friendship bracelet that's titled Jungle Bitch. Thank you very much. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to trademark it. Everyone on our show has a... Uh, Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, no, I think the main reason I'm excited for this zone. Okay, I'm gonna be honest, it's what I've seen. Again, yeah. kind of like Shipyard, I think there's a lot that I saw, even though it's lower. This is like it's just beautiful. Um the scale of the sets you do have, the fucking crash plane, the amount they've kind of made all that foliage really make you feel enclosed within that area. Um and I, I the little sets on the side too with the Sorry, Jess, but the rats being, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> the, the torches that line it, uh, you can see the lights in the trees. It just feels like that vibe is going to be perfect. And I just generally love kind of that expedition of like, specifically here, the 20s, but also like the 30s, that kind of expedition vibe as well. Uh, I'm just so excited for this. Yeah, yeah. Nick, I picked on you not because of the, the Yeti connection, or, and this wasn't even your highest zone. It's right in the middle of the pack there for you, but come on. I mean, I know you're pretty excited for this one, right? I am. I think this zone is going to bring you to your sh knees. This thing is... <sighs> I, Get him off. Yeah, I did. I went there. I went yeah. there, Hunter. This uh, It's tough because the other two ahead of it are very strong, and I'm very excited, but I think this one is going to have the most unique of characters amongst all of the scare zones pending maybe one, but you know, two seem to be repurposed characters. Possibly one is characters that we have seen in the past a couple times. So I'm really interested to see how they morph characters, so to speak, or introduce these weird hybridy creature things. I'm hoping that's kind of the vibe they're going to go for. So that's why it's, it's a very fluid list. I think scare zones and houses, we can all agree. It's at this point, there's a lot of moving parts. And for me, this lands middle of the list, but high in expectations. As Chucky would say, the list is fluid. Um, so, Hey, Ash, this was your most anticipated. Uh, you, you, you joining us in the jungle clan over here because it sounds like you're all in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I feel a little bit hypocritical because I love this location and zone pretty much all the time just for the yeah. traditional Halloween vibes anyway. But, you know, kind of what Duff said, it's it's the eyeball test. You know, I'm loving what I'm seeing in there right now. Um, you know, sets are looking good, that plane. It, it just looks phenomenal. Aesthetically, it just looks beautiful in there. I just cannot wait to see it. 
in the dark, lit up, scare actors in there. Yeah, n- number one. But just the kind of number one, two, and three were very difficult for the scares. N- number four and five, easy. But the top three, I kind of changed them around a little bit. But Jungle of Doom, just because, you know, for me, that location just kind of means a lot to me in my kind of history of going. I love that zone. And uh, Dakota and Lauren, uh, you guys flip-flopped on this one. The next zone we're going to talk about, you you literally just twist it and then you end up. You, you were you were sponsored by Auntie Anne's uh, when it comes to the next two zones. But uh, Jungle of Doom, both very high, or excuse me, both of you had this very high. Um, yeah, I guess I guess you're all about the, is it the 1920s jungle aesthetic for you, Dakota? Or is it is it just kind of the tie into HHN history? And then Lauren, what is it about the jungle aesthetic for you that you're all about? I, well, for me, it's it's definitely like I love that 20s thing. I love, um, you know, that Indiana Jones, the mummy vibe, of course. Yeah. Um, Tomb of the Ancients, one of my favorite houses of all time. Um, and then I think there's also this like lingering feeling of like, I, I was at uh, HHN 13, but I didn't actually do the uh, the Jungle of Cruise or the Jungle of Doom house that year. <laughs> the Jungle of Cruise. <laughs> I, I was reading a text message at the same time. Pursued by the Rock. I'd yeah. love to see it. Yeah. Right. God, please. <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah. So there's like an element of that, and then I just think this is such a great like. I like to see the streets completely transform and become something that we've never seen before. So I, I get tired of seeing the same shit every year. So this is so original. Like if the uh, the house I have as number one, I'm not expecting to finish the season at number one. This I kind of feel like I will end up being my favorite though. Oh, that's fair, Lauren. Yeah, I'm really excited for the um, the aesthetic of this zone, and I always really enjoy seeing um, Central Park transform into the, these scare zones. You can't spend a lot of time in the zone, but I always love it. I think it's usually beautiful and just a great time. And uh, next up on the list is actually the Zodiac Zone over in Hollywood. I'm talking, of course, about Dark Zodiac. And Dakota and Lauren, I'm not to uh, pick on you again, but I want to because, like I said, these were just flip-flopped for you. One of you had it in your first place. One of you had it in your second place. Dakota, I know this zone we've talked about for a couple years now. Are you just excited to finally see what the damn thing is? Or is it more of a general excitement just for the, the theme? Um, I think it, it's definitely both for me, but when I, I really love like an esoteric kind of vibe. I loved like, I'm not, I don't honestly actually think this is going to be like the, the kind of femi gay vanity ball seven kind of zone, but <laughs> I want it to be, but, but sure. I don't actually think that's what it's going to be. I, but I just, I love taking something like the seven deadly sins or the signs of the Zodiac or w- anything like kind of from like, I don't know, deep archaic, whatever, and reinterpreting it in, I don't know, in like the best medium, which is Halloween Horror Nights. So that's just very exciting. And I, I can't wait to see how these character designs get interpreted. That's great. Yeah. For me, it is um, how ingrained they've kind of put the Zodiac lore into the um, the fabric of this event this year. So I'm excited to kind of see what they do with this zone. Tim, I was actually kind of surprised to see this 
in the first place for you. I thought that Vamp was going to end up winning out. But uh, yeah, apparently I don't know you that well, buddy, because you were all in. <laughs> I want to start linking up on CoStar with you. So walking through it the other day, there's like hardly anything in there, right? And all the other zones have a lot of stuff in it. Sure. I'm expe- So I'm expecting some extravagant float stage, something that's coming out in the center of that street. And I am just so forward, like looking forward to what it's going to be. I just think this, this zone is going to be cooler than you think. Yeah, I will say from the rankings, this was actually the most consistent zone. Um, in fact, it's only one point behind the other zone, which, of course, we're going to talk about, but is Vamp 69. Um, so it was very, very close between the two of these. But yeah, um, that's good stuff. So, Jess, I just listened to 365 a couple days ago where you're talking about basically being all in on this. And I'm assuming you have similar feelings to Dakota, huh? Oh, for sure. I, I'm. We've been hearing about it for a while, just like you know Dakota was talking about, and like it's it's so exciting that we're finally getting it. And you know, it was Singapore that had Zodiac last year, right? Um, it, it's interesting to kind of see our interpretation of it. And I've said it on three six five. I am a Zodiac bitch. Duff is a jungle bitch. That's what I am. So I'm just very excited to see how you know the elements tie into this because right now. I think Dakota's the one who pointed it out on Twitter. Uh, We have a fire sign stage and a water sign stage. So um, I'm just really excited to see the tropes and how they tie in and something maybe high concepts, kind of seven vibes, hopefully. You know what would have been really meta is if the only casted people in those roles, if it matched their sign. Oh. Can you imagine? Oh, where do I I start? No, they didn't. Uh, Maybe they did. Who knows? That's a good point. Yeah. I'm, I'm available so, for an Aries role if they need someone to fill it at any point. Oh, well, there we go. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> and then Nick, uh, kind of what I said with Tim, I thought for sure Vamp was going to be your number one, but I'm looking at this list right here. You have this very high as well, which did surprise me a little bit. I do. I I mean, as you know, big music fan, but that that vibe is not necessarily my vibe. I'm very excited. Clearly it's number two for a reason. I, that zone area is always just more free flowing. So I think it gets bonus points if that's a thing, but yeah, the hippie style stuff is like not my vibe, but I do enjoy a good vamp zone. I do like when they try to tie in the, the musical acts and how they can kind of turn that into spooky style. So it's high, but that dark Zodiac just, I, th- I have no idea if it's going to fall along the lines as the one over in Singapore, but from the pictures that I've seen of it over there, that's what got me really hyped up to see kind of like how I mentioned with jungle, these like weird, horrifically morphed figures where it's going to take those symbols of, you know, Aries Leo and stuff like that. Not any of which I'm profoundly knowledgeable in, but kind of tr- transforming them into this horrific being I'm really excited to see if that's what we end up getting. So just for that alone. And I think Graveyard helped it a little bit last year being such a well put together zone in that area. It seems like it was a little bit more figured out than the previous years. Now, Jamie, because we're already talking about it when it comes to vamp 69 summer of blood, um, 
you had this pretty high as well. I'm not sure if you felt the same way that, you know, it's it's kind of half and half amongst the fan base where we're like, hey, Vamp 55 was great. Vamp 85 was either great or not good. I don't know where you fall on that side of the camp, but you're very excited for this. What is it about this zone? Is it the music? Is it the theme? Is it just getting vampires again? What, what pushes this one over the edge for you? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. I mean, when we were having the rumors and the speculations about the different themings and whatnot of what it could be, I was like, I really hope we get 69. That'd be awesome. Hippie vampires. I'm a big vampire gal. I'm a big hippie gal at heart. I feel like I just think it'll mesh so well together. And getting able to do the other other iterations for Vamp doing 55 and 85, I actually really enjoyed 85. So... I feel like it's kind of hard to say if I feel if I like that one more than I will like Vamp 69, but just being in the scare zone so far, going to the parks earlier in the week and whatnot and looking at some of the more recent stuff, it's just really fun to see everything. And I saw they hung up some lights in the streets and stuff like that. And I think it's going to be really bright and lit up. The stage looks awesome. I'm getting kind of Lost Boys vibes from the motorcycles and stuff like that. I just think it's going to be a really good scare zone. Ash, also very high for you. I know you guys over at RIP, big supporters of the the Vamp Zones previous, but where is this one sitting for you between the three themes we've seen so far with 80s, 50s, and now going into the 60s? And I know it's hard to gauge before we actually see the zone, but as far as the theming, is this top of the list for you? Is it second? Is it third? Where are you? I think for me, this is second. Um, it's a funny one because 80s, I, I'm a big 80s person in terms of music, fashion, uh, pop culture. I think 55 was better. I know people are indifferent about this. 55 worked so much better than 85. 85 didn't use all the space that they could have done um, in yeah, that area. You know what I mean? I think Hollywood did such a better job with 55 than uh, 85 did. But I think they've kind of took what they we're lacking from 85 and they're trying to fill that whole space of New York. But yeah, just, just the whole vibe of it. Um, and I think talking to friends as well, 69 was a huge year. Manson murders, um, you know, Apollo landed on the moon for the first time. So if they incorporate other pop culture with it, I don't think they will, but if they can, can incorporate other things with it, uh, this could be, yeah, this, I think this should probably stay number one for the season. I think. Dakota, very low on your list relative to everybody else, but uh, he brought up a good point here. If we get to see vampire Stanley Kubrick faking the loon, uh, <laughs> the lunar landing in the zone, is that going to boost this one for you? Will you completely change? Will it go all the way to the top? Uh, <laughs> it'll go to the moon. Um, <laughs> Don't <I>, coin, baby. <laughs> I, I, uh, oh man, I don't, I. I'm ready for like serious vampires. I don't know. I'm yeah. Kinda, I'm kind of over it. The vamp thing. Love it. You were great, but I'm like kind of ready to move on. That's just me. You're ready to, to go back to the castle vampire days. I know that. Yeah. You know, I live for that. Anne rice shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt, this was right in the middle of you and I's list. Um, mm. and I feel like a lot of that just from talking to you and the, you know, the episodes we've covered, a lot of that kind of wait and see is because of Vamp 85, right? That and the fact that I, I hate, well, hate's a strong word. I dislike very much the Oddfellow tie-in because it doesn't make any sense with the last two scare zones. So that kind of makes me standoffish to it as well, which makes me think it's really not going to have any odd fellow thing in it other than the name or the story. 
So it'll kind of break the theme of all the other four if they pull off the whole Oddfellow uh, through line. So that's kind of why. I, and it's it, and that along with the wait and see is why it's dead middle for me right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's totally fair as far as just kind of going to have to see how it all comes together there. All right. So let's go on ahead and I guess it is time to move into the big dogs here. Let's talk about some HHN houses. So first up, number 10 on the list, the biggest surprise of all. You guys aren't going to believe this. Are you ready? Don't all talk at once. Yes. <laughs> so We're ready. ready. Yeah, okay, so there you go. Freaking ready. I just I just had to make sure everybody was was on the same page here. I want to make sure that you're you're in it. Okay. So, number 10 on the list, we are looking at the Exorcist Believer, which is yeah. by far we Wow. Yeah, we must be watching NBC in in 2007 on Thursday nights because this really is the biggest loser. Um, This was pretty much once across the board. Um, And that's not to bring it down. I just think that when you are looking against the lineup that, you know, there's a lot of originals people are excited for, a lot of really big hyped up properties. You know, unfortunately, it is going to be that house that we're all hoping is going to be a big surprise. And maybe these expectations are kind of helping it a little bit, right? Because we're going in and just being like, hey, you know, maybe this is going to be something great. Uh, But there are a couple of people that actually had it decently high. So Tim, this was, I I, I say (laughs) decently high. It wasn't like super high or anything like this, but you are more positive going into this one than most people are. Yeah, I had this up on... It's like seven on my list. Uh, I think this is going to be better than people think. The last Exorcist house we saw was, you know, the bedroom scene over and over and over again. At least from this trailer, it is not just in a bedroom <laughs> the whole movie. So I just feel like the sets are... Like the set change and, and, and the sets for this is going to be is going to be really, really good. Um, and kind of not knowing what the story is going to be. I mean, you can kind of tell from the trailer, but... Um, I think that's kind of intrigued me and it's, and it's lifted it up a little bit more. Jamie, same for you. I think you actually had it in the same place that Tim did. What, what is it about this? Like, are you one of those people that's like really scared of possessions? Because I know that there are people that like do not fuck with that whatsoever. And like, that's a huge part of where the exorcist ends up. I know some people that consider the exorcist from 26, the scariest house they've ever done. Um, not saying that's the case for you, but what is it about exorcist that, you know, prevented it from being the bottom of the barrel house? So I'm pretty sure I did have this at the same spot as well, which is funny, but I don't want to hate on it. I think not to piggyback on what Tim said, but pretty much I think just that not knowing what's going to be in the house other than what we've seen from the trailer kind of gives it more of a fun feel to it compared to other IPs when if it's something you love and it's a movie you really enjoy or a show or a series, you're kind of knowing what you're getting into or at least some scenes what you're going to get. But I feel like it's more of a nostalgic connection that I have with The Exorcist. It's one of the first horror movies I've ever seen. I unfortunately didn't get to do The Exorcist House and I was really disappointed about that. So I'm hoping there'll maybe be some sort of callback to the original movie. That'd be pretty nice. But like I said, it's not super high on my list. But then again, I'm not 
completely hating on it. I'm going into it pretty open. So, and I think it might be pretty scary, honestly. Like you said, a lot of people thought this was one of the scarier houses when they had it previously. So I'm excited to see what it has. Dakota, you and Lauren said something interesting on your episode of uh, the one of the episodes of Cathoid Coaster where you reviewed HHN 31 that kind of stuck out to me about this house where you were actually talking about Hellblock Horror, famously divisive house of the season last year. And you said they were kind of mean in, in a fun way, right? They were they were approaching it with an energy and an aggression because they knew that people underestimated them. Do you think that that's highly possible to be the case for this one? Do you think because it's an IP instead of an original, like maybe the odds are hedged against it? Where are you both on that? I hope they do because that's really what made Hellblock so much better, in my opinion, last year was just the energy of the cast in that house because they knew that people were kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. And I, I would agree also that um, it, I, I feel like it wasn't just Hellblock that had that going for it. I feel like at, at least in the beginning, maybe even Blumhouse kind of had that. I feel like there was a lot of skepticism just based on it being Blumhouse again. And that ended up being a very popular. And the yeah. last one being very rough uh, from. Pretty yeah. So it's like, and I feel like both of those casts were very strong. Uh, and you know, I, I wasn't crazy about either of those houses really, but I know a lot of people really were. And I, I think, um, I could absolutely see that working, working for this, for this exorcist house. I just, you know, I think we all just sort of have that question mark of like, well, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. I know that there was the rumors and we, we were all talking, uh, at least I know I talked directly with you and Duff where I was just like, Hey, you know, there's a lot of rumors right now that exorcist believer is not testing too well and they're going to have to go back and do reshoots. And if that happens, is the house going to be delayed and surprise, surprise, it did not get evil dead rised. It is here and, uh, we will find out how that goes. I mean, very quickly <laughs> with TM preview right around the corner and then opening night, you know, we, we aren't going to have to wait long to see at the exorcist believer ends up being the underdog of the year. And you know what? It'll be Pazuzu bless them. If they pull that off, it's, it's going to be great. Let's go ahead and hop into number nine, because this one actually did surprise me because I thought it would just be a couple of places higher, but it is our uh, second lowest ranking IP and I'm talking about Chucky Ultimate Kill Count coming in at number nine. I think that maybe a lot of us are kind of Chucky'd out, um, it, which is unfair because, you know, he hasn't shown up at the event in a house form for quite some time. But this is kind of a wait and see. But someone carrying the torch. And by that, I mean, he had it like one spot above most people. <laughs> Matt, Chucky, you, you're you the most excited for Chucky, even though oh, I really? know, like, right okay. in the middle of your list. <laughs> and it's right in the middle of the list. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It sounds fun. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, I mean, there is a bit of surprise for it um, being described completely different than you and I expected it to be. And I think it sounds fun. And it's always nice to have a fun house. I have very fond memories of the more fun still has jump scares and whatnot, but they're, they're, I mean, they're haunted houses, but the, the, the fun houses have, is a nice addition to every year. So I, I, I think this could be fun. We'll see. So that's, yeah, it's, it's not that high, but I guess if it's highest in the middle, there you go. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one because Nick, you know, he is like our big slasher representation of the year. Over the last two years, we've had Leatherface and Michael. And if the, the Mount Rushmore of horror is Michael, Leatherface, Jason and Freddy Krueger, then kind of the two little additions to that are Ghostface and Chucky, right? Like he's up on that mountain as well. We've seen Chucky a lot, though, due to his universal in, uh, incorporation in HHN history. I mean, heck, he he killed the usher for that shirt, which is still one of my favorite things. But I think you're uh, the most vocal person about the addition of Chucky to just point that out to everybody. I think oh, you, always. <laughs> I think your post always. count is higher than anybody else's. I'm going to keep bringing that. it up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Nick, when it comes to, I know you love your classic horror movies, Chucky, what are your hopes for this? Like, are you into the meta take? Do you wish they were adapting a movie instead? How are you feeling? So I am very on board with the direction that they're choosing. Chucky, like you said, if you have the Mount Rushmore, he's on, I guess, Mount Rushmore B with, you got probably Pinhead, Candyman, and, you know, Ghostface, like you said. But I I'm very interested to see how this goes. Now it is a kind of questionable location with that essentially two part house build that they have going on. So in my mind, what a perfect house for this house in that location would be is that the first portion is the house that was created for him kind of with audio tracks of him mocking it and talking about like, wait, these people aren't getting killed, blah, 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 blah. And then the second portion is when Chucky fully takes over and, you know, really that's when the killing starts to hit the ultimate kill count criteria. So I, I think it can work in their favor if they do it that way, but I am very on board with the meta take. And that's where I think the series takes off. The original child's play movies are just kind of what they are. They're, they're classic, I guess at this point for some, but for me, it's just, not my wheelhouse 100%, but then when they get really, really weird, like Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, and they finally just admit to themselves, like, okay, it's a possessed killer doll. Like, let's just go off the rails as far as we can, and that's when it's more enjoyable for me, when it knows what it is and it owns it. Jess, I want to talk to you real quick, because, look, you and I both have a friend, where if I leaked your... uh, your stuff here, you know, may, may, you know, I don't know how that friendship would go going forward. So I'm not going to do that. However, I do want to ask you about, I do want to ask you about how is, you know, there's the rumors right now, which I, I mean, we've heard it so often pretty much since this house was announced that this is the route they were going to go. Um, the, there's the rumors that this is going to be very puppet driven in this house. Are you worried about that or are you excited for that? Or are you kind of of both minds and you're kind of internally freaking out, hoping that they pull it off? How are you feeling about this? Um, I'm trying to remain optimistic. Obviously this was like on the lower end of my list. Um, our co-host Jonathan, on the other hand, <laughs> had it, I think at number one, yeah. if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, I, I feel like the puppets could be amazing. So I feel like I'm kind of in both. I'm remaining optimistic, but I am not going in with very high expectations because I know it it might be disappointing, which is why it kind of fell where it was for me on my list. Dakota, 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 someone who has chewed me out a couple times for disrespecting the Chuck. And this is where you put him on your list. What is it? 
What what do you need to be satisfied? I I actually uh, any other given year, Chucky would be very high. I just uh, the stuff that's above it on my list. I'm just like really hyped for. I understand. Would you say that maybe this one's kind of the victim of having it announced so early that we had just haven't had time to, or maybe we've had too much time to quell the expectations. Do you think that maybe this was announced in July? It would be a little bit differently. Or do you think I that think if, where it is is where it is? I think if they had announced the meta component, like last year, I would have been like, I don't know. I, I feel like I would have been like, wow, this sounds amazing. But I feel like I had like almost a year to just be like, ah, just the, the TV show. I mean, it's okay. okay. Uh, yeah, to then yeah. like find out like, oh, what a twist. Like right here at the end, I feel like I, I'm like having to like, I'm still, I'm still shell shocked. I still have to like gather up my intestines and like fucking save private Ryan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. Yeah, no, I get it. All right, let's go Ch- ahead and hop into oh, M. Go ahead. Night Shyamalan's Chucky. Is that what you just said that was? How did, uh, thank you, Matt. This is why we record together. This is why we're friends. This is why we have a beautiful relationship. Um, let's go ahead and hop into number eight because I feel like, I'm going to be honest, you guys are doing this house dirty. I think, I'm make a bold prediction right now. I think this is going to be a top three house of the year. And I am talking about Blood Moon Dark Offerings. I'm looking at this list right now. Somebody's got it dead bottom of the list. Uh, some people have it in the, the the number nine position. There's a couple of you that are carrying the banner. You've got it really high, you know, top four or whatever. But yeah, some of you also have it really low. And that's how it ended up in this position. Because yeah, you, we, we just can't decide how we're feeling about Blood Moon right now. Um, who do I want to pick on first? Lauren. This one's really low for you. I thought, you know, given the midsummer outfits you guys just did videos in, you know, Kill Cult would be working a lot more for you. And I am actually really excited for this house, despite it being towards the bottom of my list. Um, this is one of those that has flip flopped a lot. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I, I think the house is going to be beautiful, and I think it's going to be gory, which I'm very excited for. But I also just feel like it's going to be a lot of red light and that's going to just wash out all of the detail of the house. And I'm scared for that. That's valid. Yeah. So that's kind of why it's like lower on my list. It is tough because it is highly possible we all walk through there opening night on Friday and it just looks like we're holding a pitcher of Kool-Aid up to our (laughs) eyes as we're walking through this house. And then... It'll be interesting seeing because I feel like this is one of those houses that constantly is going to get adapted and changed a little bit as the season goes on. So maybe it's ultra red when we start and then it, you know, by the end, maybe it's just normal lighting with splashes of red. It's going to be interesting seeing how it changes. Absolutely. Um, I think I'm going to flip flop here, but first I want to cause a fight. I, I want to be problematic because there's trouble in the house guys. Uh, I'm going to have to celebrate two separate Christmases. So I get double the presents, but, uh, daddy and mommy are fighting because Ash and Tim could not be further <laughs> on ends of the spectrum here. They, they are going at it. Well, I mean, uh, mine's, <laughs> mine's quite high. Um, yes. it's, I've seen a lot of people saying, well, it's like American Horror Story Roanoke 2.0. It's Cannibal Colony 2.0 again. And I'm like, yes, this is why it's high. Give me the blood. Give me the guts. Give me the gore. This is what I've been missing in kind of modern, like the last couple of years. Um, 
I'm just thinking of like Dead Man's last year, right? Beautiful house, just just an okay maze, right? That's what we're going for. We're going for scenic, we're going for aesthetics, things like that. And I think this is going to hit both. It's going to be beautiful and it's going to be blood, guts, gore. Can't wait for that. Give me give me all that again. That's that's why it's high on my list. Yeah, mine's dead last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Tim, do you have anything to say? Uh, I mean, I don't know. And, and I feel like I'm like Ash now because I always give Ash a hard time about witches. <laughs> but I just I hope this goes up on my list. How's that? I had That's to put fair. it somewhere. I had to put it somewhere. But unfortunately, it's going in the last spot. I don't know. I just I just another witch house. I wasn't a fan of last year's witch house at all. So I get that. Yeah. That's I'm fine. hoping for a, you know, here, take this. We're sorry <laughs> for last year. <laughs> that's that's what I want from this house. Sure. You're hoping that they apply some credit to your Uber Eats account. That way you can reorder Correct. on a different day. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Correct. That's right. <laughs> um, and with the money you save from getting that Uber Eats credit, I would like to remind you as a, a child of divorce now between the two of you, I would like a Beyblade for Christmas. I don't care which one of you give it to me, but just make it happen. It'll be, okay? it'll be Ash. Okay. Oh, so it's me. I believe it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt, fun fact about you. Something I have, I have learned because I don't know if you've directly said it to me. But <laughs> this from, is going to be awesome. We've okay. been we've been listening. My girlfriend, God bless her, she's incredible. She was just listening to the Kenneth Combs of Halloween Horror Nights old episodes with you, Quinn, and Karen. She's yeah. working through them. I'm very proud of her. You have a little bit of a thing for blood and gore houses. Yeah. You love them. Yeah. This is high for you. It is now. It wasn't when it was announced, but I learned more about it. So it's just something. The, horror, the name is Horror Nights, so there's a horrific aspect to it. So it's, yeah, once I kind of found out more about what this is supposed to be about, allegedly, it like shot up the list. It was near the bottom, and now it's near the top. Yeah, yeah, totally. You and I are very close on this one. We were only one place apart. I, I'm really excited for this. Jamie, not to imply anything here, but are, are <laughs> you a little bit of a gore hound? You, you got a little I, bit of the, the thing for the blood and guts? Is that what you're hoping from this? Or is it really just I, you're into kill cults? You're really into that side of things? It's a little bit of both, I feel like. I feel like as soon as I heard the announcement for it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And kind of like how Tim was saying, too. She loves him so much. She's she's dead. She's they got her. I just wish you could have left her mic on so we could have recorded it. It would have been a nice, nice little fun, fun drop here. We're back. We're back. Yay. You guys are gonna have a lot of editing to do. My apologies yet again. Oh, it's not that bad. (laughs) Okay, but as I was saying, I feel like it's a little bit of both with this house on the aspects that I like it because I do really like the kill cult aspect. I feel like that's the kind of stuff that creeps me out. And I feel like you could go a couple different ways with it, kind of like how you were saying the midsummer vibe that you could get from it. You could get the burning or um, wicker man kind of vibe and stuff like that. Or you could go for the more dark, the witch aspect kind of stuff like that, the dark cloaked hooded figures and whatnot. And the blood and gore just adds to it too. And I feel like that's kind of a necessity when you have a theming like this. And I feel like that's something that I've always really appreciated with Halloween Horror Nights is I like being scared, obviously, and you like feeling uncomfortable in a house like that. And I'm really hoping for as high as I have this house on my list that it leads up to my expectations because I feel like it's going to be right up my alley. Yeah, no, that's great. 
let's go ahead and hop on over to number seven because this one I, I don't think it's a surprise. I'm actually kind of surprised that it ended up higher than I thought it was. And maybe a certain podcast that gave us a little bit of backstory had something to do with it. Of course, I'm talking about the darkest deal. This was rumored to be the devil went down to Georgia for a huge period of time. And now we kind of know what that is. The Robert Johnson legend adaptation coming to HHN, maybe with a little bit of odd fellow representation. We're going to find out pretty soon, but, uh, you know, I want to talk to people that had this really high, like really high. And uh, hey, Duff, my friend, was it the podcast that pushed you over the edge? Why, why did this one skyrocket so suddenly for you? Um, saying it so suddenly is is not completely correct because during hype season, just the concept of this house was always like potentially going to be my most hype house. Okay. Spoiler, it was not my most hype, but, um, so I, I really did start out very hype and then it kind of died as other announcements came out. And then there weren't a ton of details provided when announced either. So it wasn't super high, but yeah, the podcast did kind of rise it back up and it, it landed at number three. And, um, I, I don't know. I just think the setting, the concept, kind of diving into hopefully really diving into the music and involving that throughout the house is pretty exciting. Um, I just think there's so many different elements going for it that I, I, I can't put it lower than that. Dakota, extremely high for you. Actually, maybe a little bit of a surprise because I thought that there were obviously I knew what your number one was, but I thought, you know, there, there was another IP of one very close to your heart that was going to end up snatching that second place. And I don't know if you went back and forth between these two, but darkest deal number two for you overall. Yeah. I, um, you know, I was familiar with the Robert Johnson myth, but I, uh, I went and like watched like a Netflix documentary and I've been listening to like his music. And then, um, the podcast episode dropped and I was just like, shit, I'm like really hyped for this. Actually. Like the more I think about it, the more I like, that this like character driven, like singular protagonist kind of concept is really interesting. And I could see this falling on its ass too. Like this, this seems so yeah, like, I said the same such thing, a, such a wild card, but I'm really, I don't know. I'm, I'm really feeling it. My, um, you can tell me if, if maybe I'm kind of off base here, but my kind of fear is that they get a little too hoity toity with it. Like there's, they're, they're trying to do a live theatrical production. I don't know why I'm envisioning it that way, but I'm envisioning it like this big spectacle and maybe just an HHN house. You know, they've got to kind of own in on what makes it work while also delivering on the scares. Like it's going to be great if this is a wonderful performance piece, but that's not really what I'm looking for in my haunted house either. Do, do you kind of get what I'm saying here? I do. I, um, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we're going to get like a little bit of maybe like dead waters meets like, I don't know, maybe the fallen meets, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like vibes that I'm very into that like deep South Southern Gothic kind of thing. I'm into it. I, if, if they, if the scares can deliver, if, if it's, you know, if it's just demons in the swamp, I can live with that. That sounds cool. Great news, guys. Nobody owes me a Beyblade for Christmas because parents are back together. Ash and Tim agreed on this. And guess what? They've picked up another one. They are a beautiful thruple family now. Matt, Ash, and Tim, you all had this at number nine. 
Got to keep it entertaining. <laughs> I think I think with this oh, one damn. for me, it's it was just the more of the unknown of what's going to be going on in the maze. All podcast episodes that they've done have been really good. This was the weakest one because he didn't elevate the story. He just told us the story of what was already in the kind of, you know, description. It was just, he made a deal with the devil right at the bar, but it was in a sketchy bathroom in that bar. But that's, that, that's about it. The other kind of podcast episodes did elevate the story and kind of took it more. Whereas this one was just telling us the story. We didn't really elevate it at all, that episode. But that's just why mine's a little low. It's just the unknown of what's going to happen in this maze. I do agree with you. I think the backstory would have been better served if it was Guitar Hero DLC. Like I would have been into that. It would have been great. Um, kind of the jo- yeah, Tim. I hear you. Um, however, <laughs> however, there there's a joke there because uh, Tim, you and I, big music people, we got to see a great show a couple months back together. I thought maybe the music side of this might lift it a little bit, but it's still pretty low. Is it just kind of the worries that it might not pull it off? Is that kind of what it is? A little of that, and, and and I'm with Ash, too. It's more of the unknown on what is going to be in this house exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if we're getting some blues music, you know, pumping through this, I'm all about it. It'll be fantastic. Um, again, I had to put it somewhere. I just have houses that are just going to be higher than this. Uh, but I hope this one makes a jump as well. You know, I have hopes for it. I've stayed away from the, uh, the, the podcast's. Because I didn't want to hear about anything. I just want to go in kind of blind. So Makes sense. Matt, to kind of round things up here on The Darkest Deal, uh, I said, you know, the last time we recorded, it went down one slot. But I was like, yeah, I think this is number three for me. I'm really excited for this. And you said, (laughs) and that's kind of where you ended up on this, too. It's pretty low. And obviously, it's not for a lack of excitement. But what has you worried about this one? Um, Just worried that it's the second chapter of the um, Spirit of the Coven or whatever that was called last year. I'm trying to drown it out of my head at this point. There's something about it. I don't know what it was. It wasn't, it's, it, you're right. I mean, the music theme and a few other things are completely different from it, but man, the first time I saw that artwork and read the description, I, just, I thought of that one and I just, I, I haven't gotten that out of my head. And the more I've heard about it, it's, I'm not going to say it makes it worse, but it hasn't made it any better. Yeah. No, I understand that. This is definitely, I, you know, we said it for Exorcist, but I feel like the Exorcist, unfortunately, I feel like there's a lot of preconceived notions that, that are going into that house. This one really is the epitome of, I just don't know right now. We, we've just got to kind of wait and see. So this is going to be the big mystery when we wander, especially considering, I think, you know, we're, we're probably going to hang out towards the back of the park to start our evening. So who knows? Who right. knows where this is going to end up? All right, let's go ahead and dive into number six because I want to talk about Yeti Campground Kills. And you know who I'm going to first. I'm going to pop over to the lovely folks over at Fear and Beer because, uh, come come on, like nature, great aesthetic, no Yeti fatigue. We're all in on Yeti Campground Kills. It was in the top three for both of you with it in the number two position uh, for you, Nick. Well, apparently Yeti fatigue is factual. (laughs) uh i guess i am just the outsider here i don't know man i just growing up like in maine in the campground at summer going to summer camps i'm just really banking on those vibes now being that it's like the rocky mountains and stuff like that i'm i'm hoping we get summertime and not winter but 
it doesn't seem to be pointing that way based on some of the stuff that's around the park right now, but I'm really hoping that's what they really lean into. Plus I love a good schlocky campy house. I, I don't know if I can state it enough. I've stated it previously before, but yeah, it's again, the characters don't really make or break something for me. It's really the atmosphere. And this one I'm in on, man. I just want to see like campfires. I want to see people with marshmallow sticks coming through their eyes. I want to see people with like pink flamingos coming out of their mouth. Like I just want the most ridiculous campy style stuff, but that's, that's why I have it so high. So I, I don't know. I just, it's up there for me. I can't really put it down because of how much I love the atmosphere. No, I get that. Atmosphere definitely makes it. And I mean, I think a case of atmosphere is why one of these houses is really high that we're going to talk about in, you know, a couple more minutes here. Um, We'll get there. But Jamie, also you, like I said, this was in your top three as well. Is it the aesthetic or are you really in on Yetis or where is this? I feel like for Yeti, for me, it was it was fairly high on my list in the sense that I feel like it's a little bit opposite for the more for Nick with how he has his connection to it with growing up, going to the campground and everything and stuff like that. I feel like being from here and living down in Florida and stuff, I really didn't have that like summer camp, like sleepaway camp experience. But growing up, I've always loved those campy slasher horror flicks. And I'm really interested to see if this is going to be more of like the fun, like goofy side of the house that we're going to get from Yeti or if it's going to be a little more serious kind of with some good kills with how Nick was saying but I just really love the whole aesthetic of it I can't wait to see the little Yeti family and everything that they're going to have I think they're going to be great they're going to be the next icon but just like little boo but I'm really looking forward to Yeti Jess something was said there baby Yetis (laughs) is baby Yetis going to skyrocket this for you like are you going to lock eyes with one of them and just be like are you going to pull a Tarzan and be like, I'm your mother now. And this instantly becomes your number one. You literally read my mind <laughs> about the baby Yetis. I, I have already decided that the baby Yetis are like my thing. Like the they're your HH and icon. Yeah, pretty much. Who, yeah. Oddfellow again. I, yeah, I'm not right? familiar right? with him. Well, apparently that's okay. Now I said anything can be an icon. So oh. the Coke freestyle machines are my icon this year. Oh. The baby Yetis can be yours. Oh, I'm, I, I really cannot wait to, uh, just hold my arms out to them and go, you want to come home? Come on. <laughs> Get in the car. Hey, I'll just walk around like, um, like the, the guy from the hangover with the baby in the carrier. It's just in the baby. Yeti. Yeah. But you know, we, we keep bringing up the term Yeti fatigue and I, I'm sorry if you're irritated at this point, but yes, you've talked about it where you, I know you like that house from yeah. 29, but you definitely think it's too soon for them to be making their reappearance. So it's not that you don't have hope. I think you're just kind of tired of it. And there's other stuff you're more excited for, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. I just, it's, I wanted to rank it higher, but it's just been so soon. And I've only been going for what, six years. And I, this is now my third time seeing Yetis. That's a lot for like yeah. 32 years of an event personally. And I love them. I love cryptids. I love all of it. I just need, Something new, something fresh, and I'm worried it's going to be too close to Terror of the Yukon. Yeah, no, that's entirely true. I'm really hoping that they go a more comedic direction of this, maybe a little bit of creatures action. Dakota, you have this one pretty high. Is that what you're hoping for from this? Are, are you are you betting on the comedy house element or, or dark comedy house? Is that what's going to kind of settle the score for you here? Um, I guess, yeah, I, I think I wanted... 
uh, Terra the Yukon to be a, a little bit more funny than it actually was. I feel like the the designs for the Eddies look very goofy, but then the house itself was very serious. Um, so yeah. I would love to see the tone kind of really like land, like really stick the landing as far as the jokes go. And when they said like a family of Yetis and I, I guess I've just been picturing like the Roger rabbit, like Jessica rabbit <laughs> camping trip sure. episode. And I'm like, yeah. I don't, or, and also like maybe the goofy movie. And I'm like, I was going to say the goofy movie, Bigfoot <laughs> encounter, right? Yeah. 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 Both yeah. of those things. And I'm like, yeah, no, maybe I'm really on board with this Yeti house actually. I like to think that all of us are going to hit up the Bass Pro over near Universal before we before we go in. We're, we'll have a Yeti themed night. We'll put some John fish hooks on our caps. Yeah, exactly. We'll be all in. <laughs> We're all about it. We'll buy a boat beforehand and then return it the next morning. It'll be a crazy drunken night. But a boat with a bunch of baby Yetis, it could be cool. <laughs> we, we've got Yeti <laughs> for it. Can't be. Yeah. Right. Come on. Okay, maybe they'll give us beef jerky, right, man? We we can end yeah, up okay go. on this. Uh, pretty much everybody had this in the middle of the pack that I didn't call on, so we'll just keep on going because we have we've broken into or excuse me, we've broken into the top five because uh, guess what? We are in the heavy hitter uh, heavy hitter territory at this point because yeah, everybody's pretty much excited for everything except. For somebody here that, that I'm going to have to pick up because uh, number five is Sony Interactive Entertainment's The Last of Us. That's the full title. You can quote me on that. Um, the Last of Us, which is not based on the HBO series, um, because somebody's going to yell about you, or excuse me, yell at you about that on social media if you post a picture of Pedro Pascal. Um, the Last of Us. People are incredibly excited for this one. And then some people are kind of over the post-apocalyptic thing. We're going to get some opinions here, but I do want to talk to somebody who has carried the torch for this thing through the ends of the earth. He's been talking about it for years, by far the most excited for this because this was his number one. Tim, you already know I'm talking about you, the last of us. What in the ever living, (laughs) how did this go to five? I there was some people like there were a lot of people that kind of let's see let's see Mm. what's it up against yeah it wasn't even close it's a pretty solid five but yeah some people aren't excited but don't let that take away from your excitement because I know how excited you are I like I loved this game this is probably one of my favorite games not just horror games um, that I've ever played part one part two super super amazing I don't know if you guys have have anybody has played it? Anybody? Actually, uh, Jess, if you want to just hop in here, yeah. you just played through it. I, oh. Yeah, I literally, I just finished it on Sunday morning. And? I I was like, just... No doubt. I was just telling Duff, so this is my number two overall on my hype list. I, nice. I carried it for 365. I'm not even going to lie. I had it ranked the highest out of all the guys, or out of all of us. I, my heart was racing. I've never had like such an emotional attachment to a video game in the nice. like, final scene. And I oh, just, yeah. I, oh, woke, yeah. I, I woke my husband up and I was like, what just happened? And he was like, oh, you finished? And I was like, yes. And he was <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I, I don't want to spoil anything if people haven't played it, but like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Same. Uh, I just think I just and I think they did a great job picking the Pittsburgh 
portion of the game too. Uh, I mean, it kind of bums me out that I'm not going to see like everything from the game, or at least you know from beginning to end. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and I kept telling everybody, you know, I was like, you know, you can watch the show. The show is fantastic. It is more of the you know the human aspect of it of what's going on. But between the show and the game, the game is just chaos. Where the show needs to pick. I I hope the show in the second season will pick up. With that more chaos, I need more bloaters. I I need more clickers, more hunters, because in the game it is just nonstop, yeah, like just craziness. And I am I like I we all know Universal knocks it out of the park with sets and 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 costume design. I cannot wait to see that first bloater in that house. So we've got our uh, our tag team champions in this corner. I want to pull in the opposing fighters in the other corner because Cathoid Coaster over here wants to rain on y'all's motherfucking parade. Like, they are here to tell you that Last of Us, get the fuck out of here. Um, they are not about it. And I think that might be... Dakota, I know we've talked about it, but Lauren, I want to know your opinion specifically on this. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic stuff, like... Does it work for you? Is is if it doesn't work for you, is that why this ends up where it is? So <laughs> there's a lot of reasons that this ends up where it is for me. Um, one, I'm not a video game person, although I did watch a playthrough of the entire first game. So I am hey, excited for that too. Yeah, I am really excited for this house, even though it is towards the bottom of my list. But um, I'm just. I, I think aesthetically, I liked other parts of the game more than the Pittsburgh portion. So I think that's partially why it is where it is on my list. But I am excited to see what they have. I'm excited to see the bloaters, the clickers, um, and, and how they pull that off. Yeah, I mean, I've we, I've said it on our show, and, but um, it just kind of... I, I played the game. I thought it was great. Um, I maybe a little bit more of an uncharted fan in terms of what naughty dog has put out, but I enjoyed it. I played it for the first time in my life this year. I'm, I'm in the middle of the second game, but um, I really, I really liked it a lot. I just, it's kind of, it's not really clearing the like walking dead aesthetic for me. It just kind of is, feels like more of the same, but I will say, I think that the emotional heart of this is much stronger. And I think the creature design is beautiful. It just kind of ended up at the bottom of my list. But I'm so hyped to have a video game house. And I hope this leads to more video game houses going forward. I've definitely shared that exact same sentiment where it's like the last of us is unfortunately something that I don't have that personal connection to. But if this sets the stage for us getting more video game adaptations, a resident evil redo, maybe that Bioshock house, if the movie finally ever happens, that sort of thing. And then of course with the rumor, I think like five night at Freddy's is already the biggest rumor for next year, depending on how the movie does. Um, yeah, I just think video game adaptations are kind of the wave of the future. And with this new team coming into HHN and, and kind of staking their claim, I definitely feel like that is something that they're going to be looking more into. Matt, I mentioned just a couple minutes ago, you actually watched a playthrough for this, but I, I got to say, I am surprised where this ended up on your list because I know how much you loved Descendants of Destruction last year. Mm-hmm. That was one of your favorite houses in recent memory. And... You know, I are you worried that Last of Us is just going to be more of the same? What What is it that didn't quite push it forward? Because you it, put in the work. Well, first, yeah, first it, uh, I, I gave you the list before I finished watching, or at least watching important parts of it. Um, 
particularly getting to finally see the creatures, which is now actually makes me a little more exciting, excited to see it because I know I, these, no take these backs. Let's, I'm not taking it back. So calm you down. hate this house. <laughs> well, this is where you. No, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I made another list with negative numbers. It was negative seven. I said I'm going to bring this whole thing down. Now, now, now that I see that the the, the makeup <laughs> for the monsters is very doable by by the Halloween Horror Nights crew, it makes me a little more excited about it. But it it also got lost in the shuffle just in general because it's a tough year, and this is apart from The Exorcist. This is the one the thing I'm least familiar with, or was at the time. Even now, like I mean, I watched the playthrough. I still didn't play it, and I it was a very long video, so chances are I zoned out. So it's it it got lost in the shuffle. It's I'm not familiar with it, but I have a feeling now familiarizing myself with the material, it may jump up towards a lot closer to the top of the list when all said and done. We shall see. Yep. Let's go ahead and hit number four because we are talking about Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. And I want to talk about a betrayal that happened. I want to play a game of Clue real quick because somebody that I know and love, appreciate, I've watched his dog, his cat, and grown up. I've gotten old with him. Um, Duff, you pulled a Julius Caesar on the Universal Monsters this year. Yeah. And have replaced their place in the hierarchy with Dr. Oddfellow. I know you have no regrets about this, but this is very high for you. Yes, it, it is. <clears throat> we'll talk about monsters later, I'm sure. But um, Oddfellow is very high, and I think a lot of it has to do with the podcast specifically and how much detail we got, not just about the house and what it ties into this year, but how it kind of retcons into the past of Horror Nights and answered questions that we may not have even had, but it's like, oh, shit, that is why it happened. Cool. Um, I was worried, and I think you had the same concern about seeing another just carnival aesthetic. Um, yep, yep. And I think my worries were, were kind of qualmed by that podcast, that that's not just what it is. It's basically the carnival is the facade, and after that, it's going to be not a carnival, really. That's that's not what they're there for whatsoever. Of course, the aesthetic is still going to stick around. It has to. Um, but it, it's going to be a lot more than that, it sounds like. And just having an icon house to be excited about in general. Because, one, it's been a while now since we've had one. And it's been way longer since we've had a good one. So, uh, yeah. I, not only am I excited, I want to be excited for it. Yeah, no, that's really good. And, yeah, you brought up something that I guess was kind of a note. And I, I can't bring up everybody every single time as we work our way through these. But some people did have this low. And uh, I, I kind of wonder if it's because of my feelings. This one did end up climbing a lot for me as we got more information about the character himself. But I went on the record and I'm like, hey, you know, I am just I'm burnt out on carnivals. Every single haunted house has a clown room or some sort of you know carnival aesthetic it's like one of the go-to's hey it's this it's clowns in 3d it is you know whatever it might be i i'm just kind of over it but when i kind of set back and realized that it's not only that but it is the icon house like you just said and they're not only doing that but they're doing a an hhn scale carnival house they're utilizing the budget of hhn to put that together I, I am just infinitely more excited for this than I was. And I think that's some very valuable points that you brought up. Matt, for you, 
we've talked a lot about Dr. Oddfellow and we're going to have to do a little bit more of that as far as like the dive into the icon himself and his incorporation into the event and true catacombs tradition. But look, you're a lore guy. You love diving into characters. Is that why this one ended up so high for you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hands down. There's, there's, I, I, everything you're saying (laughs) against it. I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong, but I just want to see the story. I really want there to be more of of Dr. Oddfellow's story told in this house. And that's what I'm hoping to get out of it. First and foremost, everything else is a bonus. And we do know we're going to get a little bit of maybe not the main clown himself, but a little bit of an addition to that Jack mythology that we've known for over two decades now. I I don't want to hype you up too much, but just knowing you, if they pull it off, is that instantly going to become one of your favorite HHN moments that you've ever got to experience? That's, that's, that's a tough call. It's hard to tell without knowing. Yeah, yeah. If they pull it off and that's a fine line too, man, you, 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 you're picking the right phrase, pull it off because I, it could be understated. Understated would be better than overstated. If it's overdone, I'll be uh, disappointed. If it's underdone, I'll be like, good. It, it, shouldn't be the main focus. So yeah, pulling it off is a good word. So yeah, it has a potential. Can't tell until I see it. Ash, you hate carnivals. You hate carny men. You were totally against the Dr. Oddfellow house. You, you were just, you, you've completely rallied against him. And of course I'm joking, but yes, you actually did have this one. You probably knew it was coming. You had this the lowest out of everybody. Yeah, I think with with a with an icon year, there's always one thing that lets you down, and this is the biggest. I hope I'm wrong. For me, uh, I hope this is a climber on this list. I'm just going into it with tempered expectations. I'm just thinking, just more recent events with newer fans. They bring in so much more lower back from older mazes that they've kind of suffered a little bit. Just think of, I mean, case files for example, that was so far removed from a legendary truth maze. A scary horror in the heartland. There was things shoehorned into that as well, but I am really loving the odd fellow backstory. Um, I just hope they haven't tweaked it too much where it kind of gets lost in translation in the maze, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just a bit reserved. I'm a bit reserved for this one, but like I said, I hope it's a climber. Dakota, as one of our resident lore experts and somebody whose opinion that I value a lot because HHN history is your jam. I just want to ask you real quick about Dr. Oddfellow. How are you feeling about the incorporation of this a character, kind of his power scaling that they've kind of like fit him into the story, not through like a backdoor, but there's definitely a little bit of a retcon stuff going on. How do you feel about the the power element and kind of his association with fear? Do you feel like it's kind of, I won't say messing up things, but it's tweaking things in a new way. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, it definitely feels like they've, they've really given him some OP stuff going on, especially there's definitely some retcon going on. I I guess it's hard to really feel too uppity about HHN retcons when I feel like they do it all the time and they contradict themselves all the time. And like, people will get really bent out of shape over lore and it's like, guys, it's real loose and you got, it's not the same people writing it that it used to be. So I, I can let it slide. I'm I'm just excited to have a real icon, getting an icon house. Um, you know, I, I don't really care about carnivals either, but um, just just the way he's incorporated, it sounds like into everything. I mean, this feels like we haven't had like this kind of integration since like I don't know, like Lady Luck or the Usher, or, like um, 
Bloody Mary. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. So I'm excited to see how they execute it. But if, if it's like those years, it's usually the icons, like their attraction that ends up being the worst thing. So, you know, statistically. I would love to see this break the curse. And I just want to shout out as our, our local Tampa resident, I, I do appreciate the <laughs> kind of the carnival knock because we don't have to bring up anybody else, but I just know you were, um, excuse the expression. You were probably born in a carnival house and you'll die in a carnival house because Tampa Bay, baby. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> uh, you've seen the car. You've seen your share of, of carny attractions. Oh, like, <laughs> oh Yes. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and talk about number three, because this did surprise me in a major way. I did not. I knew people were excited for it. I didn't know how many people on this podcast tonight were going to boost it up. And it wasn't only the podcast. Like I said, I did include um, the podcast in full. So everybody got a vote, whether it was uh, Liz and Gary or Seamus and, and Mike and Jonathan and just like Everybody got a chance to have their say, and it really lifted this one up. Uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things ended up in the number three position, which kind of caught me off guard. Nick, this is a huge deal for you. I know we had kind of a, a small back and forth, you know, a couple days ago about Stranger Things where it was like, oh, you know, I hope they pull it off. I, I hope they pull it off. But that hasn't deterred you. You have not been shaken at all in your Stranger Things hype. And I was uh, I was proud of you for, for sticking to your guns and keeping it in the number one spot. Yeah, I will not. And look, I see the reservations and I completely understand them, but I'm going to bank that they have learned their lesson. I, th- I think just from the, the poster, we've kind of learned that they're going to exclude certain people and certain storylines to make it more cohesive and try and stay away from what had happened in two and three. Cause it, it did get a little messy. It did have great atmosphere. They had a lot going for them with season three, but I think season four, it's just, it took over media everywhere. This thing is going to make them millions of dollars in the house itself. I hope that based off what I've seen on the poster, that they really hone it in and sort of trim the fat, so to speak, just stick to the upside down storyline with Vecna and Hawkins and those characters that interact and just work with that because you can't tell me that when running up the hill is bopping in the queue line that people aren't going to be all pumped up for this thing. So I I I can tell you that. Oh, it's, (laughs) it's going to be a massive. I know. Pretty much. I'm so tired of that song. (laughs) You're going to be, you're going to be the number one fan. I I know it. We've talked, we've already talked about (laughs) teacher. We have talked about this. I was like, there's just no escaping it. I just need to accept it. But man, that's the one thing I'm not ready for. Yeah. Oh, you're like it's Paul Rudd in the you're you're Paul Rudd in the electronics store with Michael McDonald, <laughs> yes. but it's Kate Bush. Oh my god, yes, yeah. 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 yeah no, uh, I get that. Jamie, this was also very high. I know your beloved Universal Monsters ended up edging out just a little <laughs> bit because that ended up being your number one in that case. But right. uh this was number two for you. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep, you're good. Okay, perfect. Just wanted to make sure. And we but just yeah, assume when, honestly, when Hunter asks you a question, you just hang up on him because that seems to be the trend was. Uh, I feel so bad. I was literally <laughs> no, texting him. I was like, I'm oh sorry. my God, I'm so I'm sorry. embarrassed. I'm, I'm just <laughs> Technical kidding. I'm difficulties, sorry. everyone. No, my God. No, you're fine. It's honestly a great idea. <laughs> but, yeah, see, that's, what, that's how I like to do the show. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> that's why I record in your house yeah. and I scare <laughs> you down. Right. I insisted you not come over that one time and you still showed up. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 
I've, I'm honestly not surprised because it still made it in the top three, but I'm very surprised that it landed at number three because I did have it so high on my list. And like we've said before, and like Nick mentioned it before, and I don't want to keep talking about the same thing in that sense, but I do feel like since everyone was so disappointed from the last iteration of Stranger Things that we had compared to the first one, I feel like it has made everyone a little bit hesitant, but I just feel like this season was made for a house. I feel like the hype was so big for it already for last year when we didn't get it and everyone was disappointed. I'm glad to see that that hype is still there because I do think it's going to translate really well into the house. I think the scenes are going to be scenes are going to be great. Like Nick said, the music's going to be great. The facade. Personally, don't worry. I'm not a huge fan of running up that hill either, but <laughs> I hope they put some of the more synthesized tunes into the house, which is what I really like that 80s vibe and stuff like that. But I am really looking forward to Stranger Things and I'm glad that it is a little bit higher up on the list and everyone's kind of on the same playing field for the most part. Lauren, you had this one really high as well, and we, we talked about it a little bit when we were just kind of doing the broad overview of the event, but yeah, really high for you. I know you're excited for it. What is kind of like the, is there a key scene that it's going to be necessary to pulling this thing off? For me personally, I will go ahead and say this. If they didn't license Master of Puppets, the whole thing is a failure and they should throw it out. But is there <laughs> anything for you that's maybe more important um, that that has to be done for this to be a success for you um i i mean i agree with the uh, master of puppets uh sentiment there um i also i just there's so many iconic scenes from this season that it's kind of hard but um i mean i think they have to have that running up the hill scene and i think that they have to have that sort of showdown between vecna and 11 um because i feel like that's going to be like the only portion that we're going to see her um Sorry. <laughs> uh, I I also just feel like um, I really I really want to see those transitions between seeing Hawkins in the in the real world and seeing the the upside down and Vecna's mindscape. I think if they do those, if they pull those off really well, then it's going to be amazing. I really would love to see a like a ceiling scare for. Um, Good call. Yeah. The, the um the like trail Eddie's trailer where like Chris yeah, died yeah, yeah. in that game. Yes. So I think that would be amazing to see. I, um, you know, you're talking about, you know, kind of the, the introductions and everything like that. I really loved the way that they did the title sequence with 28. Like it was just such a neat effect and it, it didn't work quite as well for Halloween <laughs> last year, but you know, I appreciate them trying. I really kind of hope they can pull off the stranger things one again. I don't, I don't want them to do a repeat, but it has to be one of my favorite transitions. That said, it, it still didn't quite challenge the wonderful way they integrated that with the first American Horror Story, but neither here nor there. I would love to see the Stranger Things like logo sequence. Yeah. Um, speaking of people that are very familiar with the Stranger Things logo sequence, because that whole aesthetic, they said, we love that. We're we're going to put that on a lunchbox. We're going to patent it. The boys over at RIP Tour, <laughs> I know you guys are all huge Stranger Things people. And no surprise, Ash, Tim, this was very high for you both. Go ahead, Ash. Yeah, I think, yeah, just a huge Stranger Things fan. I, I'm actually surprised that uh, myself, really, it was number three on my list. But the other two above it, I just could not, I could not budge them for it, which was a... Uh, you know, it was actually a nice thing to have, actually, to be in two minds about things. But yeah, I'm just looking forward to a redemption 
uh, of this. Uh, it's just going to be Vecna everywhere. We're not going to get, I think, um, Nick already touched on it. We're not getting like Hopper and we're not getting Kamchatka area. Uh, I wouldn't assume so. And we're just going to focus on Hawkins upside down Vecna. So yeah, very, I think uh, two and three were just all over the place where this can be more focused on just kind of the Vecna area Hawkins. And I'm just really, really excited. We, we're all big fans of uh, Stranger Things, uh, Tim. Yeah, I think this, I think also this was the most perfect season for uh, Stranger Things uh, next to season one. And that house from one, the season one house was just incredible. You know, we all have our thoughts about the second house. So I I think this is, this translates well horror horror wise. Um, I also think if we do not get Max hovering over the grave will also be a, a terrible thing if it's not in there just as long, just as I'm sure everybody wants, you know, uh, Eddie at the end on top of the RV playing said Metallica song. <laughs> so I was actually, this is kind of an aside, but yeah, I feel like it's kind of relevant. Um, I was watching a trans world walkthrough and someone actually made a recreation of the Chrissy, like hovering bone break with an animatronic. And while I don't think we're going to see that in the house, you know, they, they very rarely use that kind of animatronic. I was just, man, like if they could find some sort of way to pull it off, that would be so cool. Um, I do want to go ahead and join <laughs> in this case, my brother in arms Duff, because Duff, you and I by far had this lowest, which is funny because you and I are generally of the opinion. I like that season. That was good. It's going to make a fun house. Do we just, is it the bad taste in our mouth from the last one? I'm going to let you go first and then I'll kind of add to that. Yeah, no, you're right. It's kind of funny because I've spent the last year saying that season four is the perfect Stranger Things season for HHN. And we get to this and then point you put and it's nine. almost <laughs> the bottom of my list. Yeah. So it's strange. Um, like you said, it is bad taste in my mouth from the second edition of the uh, Stranger Things at HHN. Um I I think Ash makes a good point, which I am a little more excited for, uh, that it could be more of a concise story rather than just kind of being all over the place. Um, so that gives me a little bit more hope. Um, and I do think we're going to see the scenes that you want to see. I think the concern is, what are those scenes going to look like? Are they going to pull them off? And, yeah. and just kind of what we saw last time, and just generally from scenes like that, where it's not just about scale and, and building um, this beautiful surrounding. It's more about this one specific effect and how you nail it. I don't think they've had the best track record with that kind of um, effect. So I'm just concerned more than anything. If they nail it, this this is one that could rise more than any other for sure. Um, but my concerns outweigh my my hype for what the content is. Yeah, I think you're really about covered in. And this isn't to um, cast anybody in a bad light or anything like that. But my worry is that, you know, we as human beings, we just have things that we connect with and things that excite us personally as creative individuals. My sort of fear for this one is that in a year of really exciting stuff that people are mega excited to work on. If you're a theme park fan, Dueling Dragons. If you're a Universal Monsters, you're doing basically a new take on monsters that are, are never used. Like, all that is really exciting. 
is Stranger Things, unless you are a diehard fan, is that kind of top of your list on the projects that you're excited to do? Or are you kind of just, you know, getting through it so you can get to the exciting stuff? That's kind of, I, they always put a ton of money into it. I know the passion and the love is there, but you can always kind of tell which houses were, were the babies, which houses were the favorites. And if this wasn't a favorite, if no one was particularly like rooting for it and pushing for it to be great, like they were the first year of Stranger Things, it might leave this house in bad shape. And I don't want to, you know, cast a hex on it. I don't want it to be a curse or anything like that. But that's kind of my fear for, for this one. And I just really hope that's not the case. I hope that this is a moot point and um, we kind of just get a great Stranger Things house because the material is there. It's just that they can pull it off. You know, people were saying there, there was a the few detractors about Stranger Things coming this year was is it hitting a walking dead level? If you do it a third year, are we getting yeah. close? And I was like, no, absolutely not. And now that it's here and it's coming, I'm like, Oh, maybe that is affecting me just a little bit. Am I not excited? Cause it's the third time. I don't, I, I didn't think that's how I felt, but maybe they were kind of right. And that's how I feel. Sure. I did hear yeah. a bad rumor that there's dual Vecna standing in, Hot tubs in the first room we walked through that house. I don't know. Oh, if that no. uh, I hope can you pull a Vecna? <laughs> that moves it up even more for me now. It goes <laughs> yeah. to like plus forty-seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, I would love to say, is that like the Cabana Bay experience this year? Can yeah, we get that's the hot what it, tub? Yeah. That's I get, I get those. I got it mixed up. You're right. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about number two, guys. We're getting into the end here because. Like last year, taking the second place spot is the Universal Monsters with Universal's Monsters Unmasked. I have no doubt this is going to be very cool. And obviously the goodwill towards the Universal Monsters are there. But this is an interesting pairing. We're tossing aside Frankenstein, Wolfman, and Dracula. We're doing something new with... I won't say, you know, we're, we're doing B and C list characters. Um, I was going to say you're not important, but Invisible Man is part of the A list. You know, he's there, but everybody else kind of lower rungs. We've got, we've got a little bit of a, um, what am I looking for here? We've got kind of a, a breakfast club misfits situation going on. So, but regardless of that, a lot of this had this, or excuse me, a lot of us had this very high. Um, Matt, this, obviously was going to be your number one. Yeah. It's it's it, every universal monsters house, I think is goes in as number one. And the only time I've been disappointed was last year. And it sounds like it was mainly, I'd had the worst possible luck you could possibly have going through that house from all accounts. Yeah. It's, it's hard not to be. And, and the pairing or grouping, I guess is a better way to say it is something I would have never thought of in a million years. But when I saw it, it was like, I don't want anything else this year. This is so different than anything I expected them to go forward with next in the Universal Monster line, and I it it it, it doesn't matter what it it <laughs> before you see, I see the house if it has the tag Universal Monsters on it, even if it's like Universal Monsters babies, I will still be my number one every year, no matter what, until I see the Universal house. monsters, babies, <laughs> yeah. Muppet. Can I get them as like a happy meal promotion right. for $2? Yeah. I can bring one home. And then 30 years later, I can buy them on eBay for yeah. the same price. Cause they made so many of them. But even, so, opposed, Jamie, even opposed oh, to just being universal monsters, the story, the setting 
and yeah. the potential to really do some fun things with Jekyll and Hyde, hopefully, fingers crossed, is like super exciting to me. Yeah, I cannot wait to see this house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jamie, I think I heard you kind of speaking up there for a second, but this was also your number one. Yeah, just just laughing a little bit, but no, I'm I'm intrigued and very surprised that I see what now is going to be number one, but this was my number one, kind of like how Matt was saying. I feel like the Monster's House is just always a great house for me. I feel like there hasn't been an iteration so far that I haven't liked, but I feel like this one might really do it for me. The whole Paris catacomb themes, that facade that they're going to have, I feel like they went above and beyond last year. And I really enjoy that this year it's going to be more of a storyline and not really more of a versus house, kind of like I would mentioned before. I wasn't a huge fan of the versus house, but it was still fun. But the, again, like how Matt was saying too, I feel like those characters really just didn't mesh well together. But I really like seeing the B-roll characters that we don't get to see that much. And like you were saying, I like to see what we're going to do with Jacqueline Hyde, with the Invisible Man. I got a soft spot for the Invisible Man too. Love him. I'm just going to, can't wait to see him slinking around in the catacombs. But this, I feel like is going to stay at the top of my hype list for pretty much the whole season. Yeah. yeah. That description you're giving, Hunter, of like the the B team and whatnot, it, it, the, the thought in my head that I will not be able to get out of the rest of the year now <laughs> is the mystery men of Universal Monsters. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say like the Suicide Squad, but yeah, it's all that, kind of that too. That's just Thunderbolt, yeah, say, yeah, Squad. there you go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Maybe Mr. T will get thrown in if, if GSATs are low. <laughs> is it you know, they're like, we got to plus it now? I don't like that, where this is going. We got to lift this to, <laughs> we're going to make this the A team. Uh, we're going to throw them in there. Okay. Well, now, um, yeah, now I'm intrigued. Yeah. It's an A-team house halfway through the event. You better get here fast. Um, um, Jess, you and I, I know something about you, which the podcast listeners, I think, also do. But I'm going to give you the platform to to really talk about it. You love yourself some Phantom of the Opera. You love a good musical. And while I don't think this is going to be a musical house... Phantom is definitely sending this sky high for you because you also have this at number one. Oh, I mean, for sure. I've been uh, calling this lineup since it started uh, on the speculation maps and the rumors, the backseat monsters. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's better than better. Mystery Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, not in like a derogatory way. That's in like the most positive way because like you said, I love Phantom and Hunchback is also like, right there. Bride is my number one. Bride and Frankenstein, they're tied, but like right behind them are Phantom and Hunchback. I love underdogs and I love their stories. And I just love Gothic architecture and stuff like that. And like in the way that Monsters last year was like Duff's perfect house, this is like my perfect house after Bride. So like, I'm really hoping this just kind of takes it and kind of blows it out of the water. Yeah, I can kind of see Bride and this one being like 1A and 1B yeah. for you, for sure. Um, yeah, no, that's that's great. Dakota, so Invisible Man is a new one for us, but as someone who loves putting together a good costume, Invisible Man, do you think they're going to pull it off? Are you kind of interested to see how they do the Invisible Man concept? Obviously, you can talk about anything you want, but I got to know, like... Invisible Man so interesting. I just want to know how his incorporation in a full house is going to be. This one was high for you uh, as well. I think this was number three on your list. Yeah. Um, Invisible. So honestly, Invisible Man is, I feel like, 
it's it seemed like such an impossible thing to execute until Hollywood did this house in like 2018. And seeing that effect in person was just like mind blowing. Lauren was with me and um I don't that was just like the way that they incorporated like a black like I don't know face covering and then just some like day glow wraps around it. So simple, so effective. So I feel like if they could evolve that just slightly it could be really really well done but i also worry if that day glow effect if that uv light effect doesn't like clash with this like 19th century paris aesthetic so i don't know it's 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 definitely the biggest question mark i feel like for me because i feel like these other three characters i get it i totally get how to execute that i feel like in my head but for this it's it's a big old question mark you said day glow aesthetic and I'm just imagining basically a mini golf version of Paris. That's like how they've had to do this house. It's a disaster. I'm <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it all comes together, but yeah, it, it is going to be interesting. And we're talking about settings because we are starting to hear a little bit of information. Like a lot of us expected to see large portions of the catacombs in this house. And that may or may not be the case. I, I guess we'll all find out pretty soon, but we're hearing maybe catacombs have been, uh, unfortunately, Matt, <laughs> catacombs have been oversold in this house. So I guess we'll find out. But um, Lauren, of course, number two for you. I know you are all about the universal monsters. What is it for you? Is it Which of these monsters are you most excited to see? And kind of what is the main element that you're hoping is pulled off for that monster? Um, I'm also excited to see Phantom as a musical lover. I mean, <laughs> um, most of these monsters actually have musicals, but, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really thrilled to see Phantom. Um, I think that he had a great representation at 29. So I'm excited to see what they'll bring for this house, especially with the, um, the, the catacombs and going into the opera house. I think that'll be um, pretty interesting to see and universal monsters, their houses in the past few years just haven't missed. They've been on the tops of my lists for years now. So I, I'm just hoping that they keep with that trend and this is going to be amazing. Are you hoping that David Hasselhoff will play the role <laughs> of, of Jekyll and do this is the moment for, I mean, it might get embarrassing with those, <laughs> those after work parties, you know, those late night <laughs> That late night footage doesn't always work for Mr. Hasselhoff, but yeah, I think, I think it could work. Um, I, I hope that he subs in for a little bit Definitely between him and Mr. T it'll work out. <laughs> yeah. All right, Duff, you know, it's coming. You've stated your point on 365, but we got to bring it up here. Number. No, what, what is it? Number eight for you? Yeah. Big portrayal. Yeah. Big portrayal this year. I know. And I'm a guy who loves monster houses every year. Uh, always top tier for me. Um, I guess there's multiple reasons. Like you, you have said there, there are things we've heard that have me concerned about what exactly the setting will be. And is it just going to be too much of the same over and over throughout the entire house? Right. Um, also it's, it's kind of the selection of monsters. Um, I personally don't have a huge connection to any of them specifically compared to ones we've had in the past mummy last year was like my thing so i had i had that i'm happy people are getting theirs but for me these characters aren't it um and then also there's the concern of what the story is and how 
these characters all fit in. It feels very much like Invisible Man and Jekyll and Hyde are very much shoved in just for fun. And you could point to like HHN 29's Universal Monsters and say, yeah, that was just a mashup and it was great. But it was a mashup carried by the headliners and a larger cast where this is four. So I don't fully see how the mashup works either. Um, yeah, so there, there are just several concerns I have. Um, there's also just this kind of feeling of dread where we're due for a letdown on a monster's house. And that's kind of a lame reason to say anything bad about the house going into it. But, you know, the feelings come and uh, that's probably tied into also the way I feel about the house in general. But, you know, it's going to come eventually and maybe maybe it's its time. You're wrong. That's OK. <laughs> but you're very wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, if I can say that about Stranger Things, you're more than welcome to say it about this. So you just know you're wrong. And exactly. it's gonna be great. I mean, I'm looking forward to Dayglow Paris. Dakota has told me on the idea. And uh, it's all going to work out. Um, Ash, finally, this was also very high for you. I know the Universal Monsters always get that yearly boost from you. Is there any sort of worry for this one? Or do you think it's just going to rock? Like, they really are the most consistent thing in the event at this point. I think so. And I think we've had what, a th- you know, a three, four year stretch now um, because of the pandemic with monsters and they've, they've been hitting every time. As long as they keep hitting for me, I have no reason to doubt them moving forward. I think we're going to keep getting these mazes until Epic opens um, just to kind of keep the monsters quite high on there. And just the settings. I mean, a lot of people have gone over all the good points. There's, I can't really go over too much more. If they give us like an illusion, like if you're if you're familiar with the dead silence maze we have, where we're up in the rafters on the catwalk, looking down in the opera house at the stage, can you yes. imagine that kind of like setting? If they if they get that, you know, in yeah, there, that's yeah. something I'd be I'd be loving to see in there. But yeah, keep keep if, as long as they're, they're at a high level, I don't mind these monster mazes coming back every year, and they're always going to be in my top three. Dakota Lauren, before we move forward, I just want to bring up kind of one of my favorite little things that I guess, because I know you guys saw it for a fact. Um, one of my favorite scenes that came out of that universal monsters, was it 2018 house that Hollywood did all of these, um, was the scene where when you go into phantom and you're like backstage in the opera house and it's just all the hanging bodies back there, it's such a simple, but creepy thing. Mm-hmm. And if they can do that on an HHN Orlando scale and budget, like, I'm all about it. Like, I'm just, I'm not saying that the house is dependent on that scene, but I really hope we get an interpretation of that. Yeah, that would definitely be fun. Um, I mean, my biggest thing about that house in Hollywood was just that when we went through it, it was raining and it was raining in the house. So I was very confused as to what was happening at that point. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like it could have added to it. It definitely added something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It added something to the mix, but I don't know <laughs> if it was good. <laughs> I, look, you had Dracula Wolf coming out of a fireplace in that house. The The water was the least of your concern. <laughs> yeah, that was the night the terror tram flooded and people were like rioting at the <laughs> at the gate. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you know what time it is. We got to talk about number one here because it probably is no surprise when you are in a room surrounded by theme park nerds, except for two of you. You know who you are. We're going to talk to you in just a minute. I've, <laughs> I've already got the the badges of shame, the paddles of shame. We're going all out. This is an adult podcast. Um, Dueling Dragons, Choose Thy Fate. I'm not even going to talk about this because 
I I know he's just busting at the seams. He's been waiting to talk about this the entire time. Um, Dakota, I know you've prepared your thesis about why this deserves to be a haunted house. Just tell me about Dueling Dragons, man. I know how stoked you are for this. Listen, you got you got classic theme parks. Listen, you're getting you're getting the same vibe you get seeing the kitty cat club inside of a haunted house in case files, but it's the dueling dragons queue, but you're getting it in with like, with progressive narration, you're getting high fantasy at Halloween Horror Nights. We don't get that ever. You're getting universal Orlando deep lore and even a little Poseidon's fury shout out in that, uh, in that podcast episode the other day, like how can you not, how can you not be shitting your pants over this? Nonstop coming, nonstop shitting, doesn't matter. We're making it happen. Lauren, you are also joining your co-host here because this is number one. Yeah, it is. Um, I'm just, I'm very stoked to see how Universal pulls this off. And I think it's great that they are kind of, this is such a like nod to their fan base and their, their, their demographic. So I'm, I'm very excited to see how this turns out. Duff also claiming the top spot for you. No surprise. Like as soon as we saw this on the spec map, we were like, holy shit that like nothing is rocking it. Universal monsters is automatically getting booted. And in your case, kicked all the way down the staircase. Um, But dueling dragons, it feels like it was a lock for you as well. Yeah, there was no question really. I mean, you know, putting together a lot of the list was piecing things together, but uh, I started with number one and just, went from there. Uh, this was the obvious choice. Uh, it, it has a lot to do with my connection to the attraction itself. I think getting to like fully explore uh, the story that was there in more depth, rather than just kind of experiencing the queue, uh, you kind of get the full interaction now with scare actors in as well. Um, I think there's so many cool effects they could do going into the battle, uh, especially once they're dragons. Um, there's just a lot I look forward to and uh, I will nerd out the whole time. Jess, uh, not quite joining your co-host, but this was still in the top three. Let me going off of Dakota's description here. If this ends up being the bride of Frankenstein lives as far as like the storytelling and the sets and everything like that. But with that fantasy element, is this going to win you over immediately or, you know, where, where your allegiance is going to lie? I mean, I, I'm very excited for this. Like, regardless, I loved the, I loved the ride. I am a theme park person first and foremost. That's what got me into HHN. Like the fact that we're getting theme park lore, I'm already in. It didn't even have to be Dueling Dragons. It could have been, I don't even know. Insert something here. Poseidon's Fury. Sure. Whatever. And I'm. Oh man. Let's hope. I wish. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very excited for it. Um, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to use this time instead of uh, talking about how excited I am. Cause everybody else already has this. I'm calling fear and beer out. I said it on our show, but I'm doing it officially. <laughs> We've been very cordial so far. I'm throwing it down. Your co-host has been shitting on this house for months <laughs> and he has no attachment to the ride. 
So why so would just, he just, care? Just real quick, just real quick. Let me let me Vince McMahon here. No. Let me get it, let me make the situation worse. Because not only does Seamus hate this house, who had it in the number ten spot, Nick, Nick yeah. and Jamie have this in the number nine spot. Right. Respect for it. I'm calling all fine. of you out, Ben. It's fine. It's not fine, fine. but also I just We're think that here. y'all have been really unfair on it, and you guys have been excited for things that I think personally have. <laughs> worst descriptions <laughs> i'm trying guys i've been trying to be on your side but he's been shitting on it for months and i'm throwing it down <laughs> girl i'll hold your earrings and your thank earrings. you it's me and dakota versus you guys <laughs> i mean Death not taxes. to not to not to spoil it, but literally it is like a mob versus these two. Like they're <laughs> they're ready for it at this point. They know it's inevitable. But go <laughs> on ahead. You. Please lay it out. Lay I it gotta out. say my piece. So the only reason that I had this so low on my list is because some of the houses piqued my interest more. Not in the sense that I'm not excited for it, because I did grow up going on Dueling Dragons. I do have that connection with the ride. Loved it. I've even told Nick and Seamus before that I was hyping it up when it got announced, because I was like, you guys have never even been on the ride. You can't say anything about it. Walking through the queues, seeing everything, I do see how they can interpret in the house. I'm just not a huge mythical fantasy kind of fan in itself but i am excited to see what they'll do with it but that is the only reason that it was so low on my list i ain't hating on it seamus is the biggest hater i've ever met trust me i know <laughs> but i am right, still bye. looking forward to it <laughs> i'll definitely admit it i tell him all the time but i <laughs> but that's the thing i did have it so low on there only because there was other ones that had piqued my interest more all right you're you're in <laughs> As I was going to say okay, earlier, death taxes and fear and beer fucking up the hype list. Here we go. Uh, yeah, for me, it's a big thing of a. I don't connect to the ride. I wasn't. I, I've read. I wrote it when I was a child. When I was visiting, maybe once. But the biggest thing is fantasy. I do not like fantasy stuff. Like unless there's a guy banging coconuts together and trotting around like he's on a horse, I could care less. What? So for me, like. Like Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Um, oh, okay, so I, I know your ass bought a copy of Skyrim at some point because everyone bought that damn game. So <laughs> never, if I find never one, plays it. I'm going to shove one up your ass and maybe you'll change your opinion. <laughs> like maybe that's all that it takes. Never played Skyrim. Not a huge Lord of the Rings guy. I've seen half of the first season of Game of Thrones. Like it just the big fantasy world building stuff has just never been my mojo. So for me, it was just a very easy concept of being like, well, it's it's for somebody and that somebody's not me and that's fine. But I just, you know, I think we've talked about this before in other, other uh, houses that other people are saying that it has their obviously highest possibility of growth. This could knock me off my socks and I could be very excited about it. But as far as everything else above it, I just can't put something outside of my wheelhouse above that other stuff. And then the idea, I'm very curious how these puppets play because when we had that big monstrosity of the mind flare, it's like, you see it and it's like, okay, that's sick. (laughs) And then that's like kind of it for me. So that's what I'm hoping is not happening with this and having like just two big dragon things at the end and being like, okay, that's your finale. So this has the biggest question marks for me. I understand completely why a big universal park lifelong fan is going to directly attach to this and have this as high as they can. And that's perfectly. I'm stoked for you guys. Cause like 
I had mine last year with Dead Man's Pier where I was like, this is my house. You can't take it away from me. I completely understand where everybody's coming from and like being that this is their house. But for me, not my thing. Not not really in the slightest. Last year, you were just you were full four years stronging it. You were listening to that transit record like you were all in. Um, oh yeah, long lost friends. Let's go, baby. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was thinking Young New England, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is taken. But yes, I look. We're you know we've got to stir the pot a little bit for the entertainment factor. But oh, I really am hoping this wins you guys over because I think this is going to be one of those that even if. I just cannot see this house ending in your bottom two. And maybe I'm wrong, but I just, I feel like this is going to be your y'all surprise of the season. And that that's a nice feeling. I can't wait for you to unwrap that dragon package. <laughs> well, with our, with our hot takes episode, one of my hot takes was Seamus will actually enjoy this house. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be number one on his list. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I can see this being five to seven for me. Like I can see it raising to that level but i don't want to root for like other houses i'm aiming for to fail so that's just kind of where my mindset is on that aspect well now that the trampling has been done on the fear and beer podcast um let's continue the love parade (laughs) because ash and tim ash you've got this number one tim you've got this at number three so so you guys are uh splitting that kind of uh ranking system with with duff and jess here i mean come on dueling dragons yeah i mean i'm trying to get through this without crying but um (laughs) It's, I think you, you said something a moment ago, Hunter, and actually, I actually wrote it down here on my computer. Uh, it said, you said human beings, there's things that were attached to emotionally, and this is it for me. I mean, I haven't missed a year at Universal since 1995. I mean, this just, this for me is just everything. Um, to me, um, you know, Merlinwood, the Dueling Dragons, right? I mean, you guys have got me calling it a ride now, like a damn county fair. The Dueling Dragons attraction was is always huge uh, part of my childhood and growing up. I'm just thinking... The maze itself, it has to be a winner. I'm thinking interactive stained glass windows. I'm thinking gothic stained glass windows that we had in that maze, but interactive. If we get like a one of my favorite mazes, Dracula Legacy in Blood, that castle facade with bodies either side, maybe some scorched bodies, some frozen bodies either side of it just to set that scene. And I'm, I'm a bit unsure whether it's going to be sensory overload where we could, or it's going to be more of a slow burner, kind of like Jaws, you know, where you get to the kind of the villain right at the end and it's going to be a bit of a slow burner. But my word, I cannot wait for this house. I can't believe they've done it and dug into that lore of theme park. I just cannot believe we're going to be able to walk through this as a haunted house. The only negative about this is how are you not pulling the alchemy bar, right? And not putting it in New York somewhere. Sure. It just yeah, it makes yeah. no sense how they've not got the alchemy bar there, even with live music going on in there, which is a big one. But anyway, yeah, before I'm I having a that, mental right? breakdown over this as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> makes no sense. I mean, we're all going to be zooted going into this thing anyway. So like, we'll, we'll be all right. The point will come across, right? <laughs> I'm starting in the parking garage. My elixir, two tall boy four locos green apple you know it's it's green come on right? 2009 yeah let's go i'm gonna be, shock on them oh, yeah i'm God. gonna be blasting colorado sunrise by 303 like we'll, we'll be ready to go into this wizard house um <laughs> let's keep this rolling tim tim like i said top three for you yeah. as well uh unlike our counterparts over at fear and beer uh, 
<laughs> uh, I also have no attachment to this, but I love fantasy. And I think that the whole fantasy element coming to a house is absolutely incredible. And I cannot wait to see this. And I cannot wait to see the nod to like old houses because there's what two, two paths or at least two different endings. Um, that we're going to get in this house. So I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. There's the Trojan fire ending and the Trojan ice ending. So you'll get mm-hmm. to choose, you know, for her pleasure. Um, <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt. This yes. is uh, number two for you, which it doesn't surprise me, but I actually wasn't sure if this was going to... I, I'm I'm really not sure about your connection to the coaster and all. We talked about it, but I, I feel like it was so quick. You and I haven't really talked about this one very much. Okay, I don't have the tight connection and memories of the coaster that other people have been saying. I liked it. I enjoyed it while it was there. Don't get me wrong. My bigger attachment to that attraction was the queue line. And when they changed that ride to from its original theming i guess you'd say title to the harry potter stuff it's like there's no way they're gonna pull that stuff out that's a humongous job not only did they not they they proved me wrong with that they also replaced it with nearly nothing so i've missed everything in that queue line for a long time and from what i think i understand everyone else understands a lot of that stuff's gonna make a return and that's pretty exciting that's something i really missed about that ride then I heard more about what the ride's going to be, and Tim was just saying with the dual endings. That intrigues me and makes me more hyped for this. It is, if, if you would have said rank your five IPs and your five originals, this would have been my number one original. But it, and it, regardless of it being a former attraction, although I guess the queue line does kind of fit in with that, it, it sounds very awesome. It's, I think going to bring about a lot of, a lot of things I haven't seen in so freaking long. That's going to be a lot of fun and very nostalgic for me. And it just, it's it again, everything I say is on paper because we have not seen anything yet on paper. Again, this sounds like this could be a freaking phenomenal house. And I, again, like I've said, I think with everyone in my top five, I can't wait to see it. And I will, you know, have adjust my opinion once I do. This is going to be the most insufferable guy you know's favorite house of all time. And surprise, that's me. I know myself. <laughs> I'm going to throw myself under the bridge there because, you know, there's like a ton of people that are like, this is for me. This was built for me specifically, like they didn't do the marketing research and make sure it was going to fly for everybody. But this is just one that is so cool because like Dakota started, and I guess to put a nice bow on it, a a crispy slash icy bow, um, it's just the perfect cross-section. We're theme park people. Excuse me. We're we're theme park people. We're theme park people. We are haunt people. We love Halloween Horror Nights. We love the lore and the budget and just all the craziness that goes into Halloween Horror Nights and getting an extension of that so many years later after the effect after we think it's time the sun is done, getting resurrected and adding to that lore in such a major way in what is probably going to be the dead man's house of the year as far as the beauty, the spectacle of it, the storytelling. I just really, I can't see this. Maybe I'm I'm hyping it up too much where it'll end up being a disappointment, but I, I know the houses I like. My favorite house of all time is Ghost Town, the Curse of Lightning Gulch. Hey, 
drink because you knew it was going to come up at some point. Um, I know what I like. And I think that this is going to be that interpretation that I've been waiting for. I've talked for years about wanting to see HHN dip their toe into fantasy. It's such an untapped genre that they've barely dived into. You know, they've done like the the bedtime stories with scary tales and that sort of thing, but they've never really done knights and dragons and orcs and wizards and that sort of thing. I they wouldn't do it finally after all this time unless they had the right story to tell. And I totally think they do. I cannot wait to see this thing. I'm purposefully going to put it off. I'm going to try to make it as far into the evening as possible before I see it because I think it's just going to, I'm going to spoil my dinner if I see it too early. And I just cannot wait to see Dueling Dragons choose thy fate. And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary creatures of the night, brings us to the end of the HHN 32 hype list episode. There's been some good opinions, some bad opinions, some right opinions, some wrong opinions, some general curb stomping, some call outs. It's been fun though. So let me go ahead and thank everybody for showing up tonight. Let's go ahead and hit that same order again one last time. HHN 365, Jess and Duff, you've always got a spot in my heart and uh thanks for being here it's a blast like always and i know you're going to be very busy during this hhn season but you all are are doing some interesting things for hhn go ahead and let the folks know all about that yeah so we are uh relaunching and basically it's a it's a full launch finally uh youtube channel uh, we started with the taste of terror episode uh, okay. Just like on Twitter and Instagram, you can find that at HHN365. We'll be posting all season. Uh, our TikTok's also been really active at HHN365Pod. We also like dropping merch sometimes with some pretty cool designs. Uh, we do have a new one uh, that dropped recently. You can go check that out at HHN365.com. And uh, hey, it's always a pleasure. It's the highlight of my season, Hunter. Mine too. That's so sweet. Thanks, guys. I promise not to be obnoxious and, and sing the, the Jekyll and Hyde musical in your ear as we walk through Universal oh, Monsters. No, no. Maybe I will because Duff put it low. I won't do it to you, though, Jess. Oh, no. I'll, unless you'll join me. I'll, you'll be Jekyll, I'll be Hyde. Oh, that's right. perfect. We'll put him right between us. It. We got this. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it. Love it. R.I.P. Tour, Ash and Tim, two of the greatest guys I know. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I really appreciate it, like always, you guys coming through and joining us for these big hype list episodes. I am looking forward to seeing the tears that are inevitably going to come when Tim walks through The Last of Us and Ash gets to see <laughs> not only dragons, but universal monsters. It's, it's going to be a season for you boys. Yeah. Thank well, you. thanks for ha- yeah, thanks for having us, man. We we love coming on and, and talking with all you guys. So, yeah, just what Tim said. Yeah, we always appreciate this. Like like Duff said as well, it's the highlight of the season, getting everybody together, seeing where everybody's else lists lined up. But yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody very soon. And uh, I know you guys are doing equally exciting things for the upcoming HHN season. Why don't you go ahead and let us know all about that? Yeah, so I mean, we're, we're the most active on Twitter and Instagram, typically at RIP to a podcast. Um, we've had a YouTube for quite a while uh, that does need beefing up a little bit. So we're going to try and kind of add to that this season as well, try and cover the event a lot more than we have been doing on the YouTube channel. And we've got, you know, a little bit of merch as well for this season, specifically de- designed for this upcoming event. So you can catch us on there again at RIP to a podcast. 
Awesome, awesome. And then next up from the podcast circle, of course, I've got to go ahead and thank my friends from Fear and Beer. Y'all have been cranking it out lately. You've just been saturating the market with content. It's all great stuff. Let people know about that. And again, thank you, Nick and Jamie, for showing up tonight. But yes, definitely let us know all about the exciting things over at the Fear and Beer Circle. Yeah, well, thanks inviting us for our annual beatdown. Uh, we'll be here next year. I don't know what we're gonna be doing next year, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll make. The oh, this same, is this is the last one. I wasn't okay, announcing. Okay, it, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. was great having you. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you around. Uh, we are in the middle of our one week until Halloween Horror Nights Potathon, and what we have been doing, which is always seemingly a great idea on paper. And then once we get to it, it's sort of <laughs> Don't absolute I know it. chaos. We are putting out an episode every single day from Friday to Friday leading up until opening night. So you can go and check those out on all of your streaming platforms, whichever you prefer to go to, but they are out and available for anybody. We got all of our hype lists. We have hot takes. We have which apparently we have a lot of those uh we have our annual fantasy draft but there's a bunch of good stuff and also we are going to be doing a lot of little mystery drops this year so definitely check us out on facebook twitter instagram fear and beer pod uh we got a lot of cool little stickers pins buttons little horror trinkets of of sorts and we're going to be kind of leaving those throughout the park and leaving clues on our story and our feed for y'all I don't want to steal your thunder, but I will also be doing some mystery drops after I eat the odd fellow hot dog. I just don't think I'm going to be able to contain it. <laughs> a couple yeah. spooky dookies. Spooky dookies, you know? It's, you know, you normally got to pay for that entertainment, but it's free for you fine folks. This is your warning. Do you want to have, do you want to have a hot dog eating contest? I, oh, look, God. a glizzy competition? Look, I Let's, am, I mean, I, the glizzy goblins? The yeah. Glizzy goblins. <laughs> oh, that'll be our trivia name next time 365 does one of those. Well, uh, I'm going to enter Glizzy Overdrive or whatever that video says. It's great. I'll send it to all of you. Um, <laughs> let's keep going because I do want to go ahead and thank. I made fun at the top, but the, the, the misfits outcasts, but always number one in my heart because I love them both so much. <laughs> of course, I'm talking about Dakota and Lauren. And the only reason I'm saying that is because they're on the YouTube side of things. So, you know, mortal enemies, we've got an underworld situation, um, but we're, we're going to figure it out by, by movie four. We will be at peace <laughs> with one another, but thank you both so much for being here. It's always a pleasure. Cathoid coaster has put out so much good stuff lately. I genuinely mean that. Let the folks know about what you guys are doing over there. Yeah. Um, so we are, uh, it's, what is it, Tuesday? So we have a, our ranking episode is coming out tomorrow. Uh, so if you want to hear our like more in-depth thoughts, uh, you know, there's a lot of people on this episode. <laughs> uh, otherwise, um, we've also got a, we're finally starting a, a second series on Cathode Coaster. Uh, we are doing a Page to Parks book club. We are reading The Exorcist. We'll be doing an episode in October. Uh, so if anyone would like to also read The Exorcist, it's a naughty little book. So, uh, you know, not for not for the children. I've got my crucifix and my lube ready. <laughs> oh, thank God. Me too. It's or just like Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> no, but, um, but yeah, so we are we are going to be starting a uh, a book club of of books that have inspired various theme park attractions, be it Halloween Horror Nights, Haunted Houses or or more. So uh, that that'll be coming extremely soon. That's really awesome. You've got a you've got a brave task in front of you asking people to read during Halloween season, but 
if anybody can do it, I know it's you two <laughs> and your your lovely personalities. So thanks, guys. I really appreciate you being here. Matt, I'm exhausted. Give people the Neozaz <laughs> details, please. <laughs> Neozaz.com. That's about the only detail you need. That's about where we put everything these days. I think our social media presence has gone to a, a trickle might even be a little too exaggerated on how much we are not are on there at this point. But yeah, that's that's it. Everything we're doing. You have actually let me throw the ball back to you. Speaking of as dot com. Shortly after this post, you have something launching on the network. So why don't you share what that is? Let me let me be self-indulgent for a minute. I think I've earned it. If I haven't, you can let me know. However, uh, I am launching a new podcast on the NeoZaz.com network. It is themed to all things HBO's Tales from the Crypt. I am launching a watch-along podcast where we have gone back and we've watched every single episode of Tales from the Crypt. Not not right now, but you know we'll, we'll make our way through them. It's going to launch with three episodes, an introduction episode, so you can meet, well, not me. You're already tired of my ass, but you'll meet the other two co-hosts who are kind of new to this thing. Maybe you've heard them around on some of my other shows. Um, and then two of the episodes, we're going to be talking about uh, the first two episodes of Tales from the crypt so three episodes on launch day it's called horrors from the vault the arts kick ass the music is incredible shout out to gary pounds from pangolin uh, that's pangolin fl if you want to listen to songs about bill paxton tacos dracula owing you money they've got you anyways horrors from the vault ash you've heard it you left me a really nice comment i am super excited mainly to get it out for you because i know you'll be there and i appreciate that yeah, I can't see any. I can't see any more good things. Make sure you listen when this drops. So so good. Yep. First episode is outstanding. It's awesome. really good. I great job, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Your checks are in the mail. It's only a quarter, but you know it's it's the thought that counts but yes thank you all for listening to the catacombs of halloween horror nights uh we will of course have a hhn 32 opening weekend review up probably the same time as everybody else here so listen listen to your don't don't listen to your favorites first listen to all of them simultaneously (laughs) play them all at the same time that way we all feel special check out everybody here for everything they're doing Go back and check out their HHN 32 review when that drops and just everything in the future. I want to thank everybody for showing up tonight. And most importantly, this show is uh, brought to you by you because you're awesome and you're listening to this and you make us feel tingly feelings. Fire and ice. It's great. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. We'll smell you at Fins. Stay foggy, everyone. (laughs) Stay foggy, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz internet entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright Universal Studios or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.